2: See, si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm
0: just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith.
2: Scott Weeby, Brian
0: Chesko. Scott, think- before you start, I don't know if I need to be mad or happy.
1: Okay. I love hijacking things. I had a good intro, too.
0: Arsenal lost, but my fantasy team did great.
1: Well, that's good. Mixed emotions off the bat. Of course. You set yourself up to have mixed emotions. You have Liverpool and Arsenal players as an Arsenal fan going into a Liverpool-Arsenal fixture. Sort of. What do you expect? uh, Understood. Yeah. Understood. But, uh, look,
0: as I said on the Slack channel, uh, not that anyone cares, but in our mini-mini league, for the first time maybe ever, after a week... After a match week is ended, I am in first place. Yeah, I'm saying that not out of pride,
1: but out of accomplishment, because it has never happened before. <laughs> mark the moment down; it is now marked. down. Under- is yeah, that well, understood? I hear the. I hear it. I'm it excited is for you. A mark
0: of accomplishment.
1: Dave, I'm excited for you. Thank you. Scott. You're doing it with it a strategy. It might only happen one week. Well, it's but just, you know what? It's an against the grain strategy. Brian, that's Brian for just sure. Just ride the wave. Just no, be, I
2: was going to say, right you're away. not going to find two people prouder of you uh, for this moment than the two people sitting at the table with you. It's true. Okay, okay. It's true. Wait, wait. Uh, group hug. Group
1: Podcast hug. Podcast group hug. hug. Scott, oh, right. I'm
0: sorry. I had to had to get that out there, though. I you, This whole episode will be me tainted, randomly spouting out Arsenal stuff as this mm. this pod goes along. It
1: does beg the question, though, that I think everyone has to wrestle with at some point except for Brian, because he doesn't actually have a club oh, that he follows. Oh, okay, sure. Would you rather have your club do well or your fantasy team do well if you had to pick only one?
0: I would have rather seen my club do well today and lose fantasy today.
1: I would, I would be last in fantasy all day long if it guaranteed Liverpool trophies. Yeah, There's, yeah. there's no question yeah. about it. Yeah. But sometimes we can have the best of both worlds. Scott to the open. To the official open. Yeah, what was the thing you were going to do? Because it obviously is good. Don't set this up for failure. (laughs) I was just going to say, I think a lot of people, maybe even most people, have watched the Hamilton movie by now. And those who have, five times like me, will remember the opening song to Act 2 where we see Thomas Jefferson for the first time. And we don't see him at all during any of the Revolutionary War stuff. And, of course, the song that he sings to begin Act 2 is... What Did I Miss? That's his, that's his song. Okay. It's kind of a joke because obviously sure. he's missed a lot, right? Sure. Well, after crushing two game weeks of Premier League matches and watching all the football I possibly could, Brian. I made a strategic decision to go away for the weekend okay. of game week three. Okay. Planning as the professionally amateur podcast host that I am to catch up and make sure that I was prepared for this podcast sure. tonight, I went away for the weekend thinking, what could be the worst that could happen? <laughs> How much could I actually miss? Holy hell. And I come back and I realize there are VAR fires everywhere. Yeah, There's an actual FPL controversy surrounding bonus points. Yeah, There's a Manchester City implosion. Wow. And then there's a... FPL America Derby. There it yeah. Between you and I that I had to be prepared for this afternoon. We are recording this as of Monday night. Yeah. There was a lot that actually happened. So I feel like in the spirit of Thomas Jefferson via the Hamilton movie, I could ask the very loaded question what did I miss? Brian, what did he miss? And the answer is a lot. I was gonna say we should talk about it. (laughs) Well we will. Should you still have KDB or should you be concerned? How do Dave and I feel about Liverpool 3, Arsenal 1? What do we make of all of the handball controversies going on? More importantly to FPL, what do we make of some of these weird anomalies we're seeing in the bonus point system that is having an impact Mm -hmm. on our place in our leagues? We're going to get to all that and much, much more. Brian. Let's get to uh, game week three, the first
2: no-one-saw-that-coming
1: week. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> of the 2020 season so far. All right. Where do you want to begin, Brian? Well, I just figure we normally would start with the dream team or if you want to start with one particular match. I mean, I feel like the two no one saw that coming matches of the of the weekend happened yesterday. I do want to start there. Not I not t- today. I mean, there's there was definitely two mat two matches that t- that to me scream no one
1: could have predicted that go ahead scott I highest w- score of the weekend jamie vardy in a lester blowout of manchester city never seen city look that bad let me say that phrase again lester blowout five to two of manchester city
2: indeedy Schmindidi. i just don't know what else there is that you can possibly say in a match where the anticipation was the reverse okay, I'm, of I'm this going score, to... and largely because it's something that something that I mentioned in a in an article that is available now that you can go back and look at, and something that it was common uh, common statistical uh, analysis that was out there plenty of in plenty of places ahead of this match, when Leicester do not have Wilfred and Didi, they're not good. And they are already struggling. They were. It's an already struggling defensive Leicester City team, and they're coming to the Etihad, and you think that this is going to be a blowout the other way, and instead it's the worst loss of Pep Guardiola's Manchester City uh, managerial career. Brian, career.
0: this is the difference. That Leicester team did not have Castagna. That's true. That Leicester team wasn't playing... Dennis Pratt Prate. <laughs>
1: okay. It's pretty, pretty clearly pr- Pratt. Vardy looked great. But um, of course, how do you not look great when you draw look, all the penalties? So, look, I want to I say this, right? So,
0: Pep's done a really good job. It, uh, Scott, stop shaking your head. You don't know what I'm going to say because you're going to agree with what I say.
1: Okay, but then so I'm going to say why it. Pep's not done a good stop job. Stop shaking. Go it. ahead.
0: Pep has done a great job getting offensive players to his team where he has really struggled was bringing in solid defensive players. Vincent Company was there before he got there. He did not bring him in. Right. Benjamin Mendy, we thought, was going to be this world changer. He started on fire, and then after he got hurt, he has never been the same. No. Kyle Walker is good marginally sometimes, okay? He, yeah. Kyle Walker is not starting in a lot of other Premier League matches. His center backs, ever since Company left, and look, if Laporte's not out there, yeah, L- Laporte's good. Anyone else that he has brought in and or had has been garbage. Defensively, they have not been good. And so for all Pep's great qualities, bringing up center backs and getting getting you know positive results oftentimes from their center backs has been a struggle for him. That's definitely been his biggest weakness, and I'm not sure that's arguable.
1: Sure. I think there's actually uh, another issue here, too, and that is, you know, word is that, you know, there's a 65 million pound player from Benfica, Ruben Diaz, I think is his name, who's yeah. going to be coming in uh, another chance at redemption for Pep at center back, bringing in a guy. But here it is, another another 60, you know, here's 40 million here, 70 million there, 65 million here. They're They're trying to find it with these guys. Meanwhile, you know, in theory, there's an academy system here. There are players, young players, who are supposed to be coming up through the system, feeding into the parent club ready to play.
0: We don't need to linger on this long because the the flaws are obvious. But when you have clubs like Liverpool, okay? Liverpool got Virgil when no one else was really looking at him from Southampton, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why no one else was going after him then, but Liverpool did, right? Look, Rob Holding... Arsenal got on the t- wicked cheap like 3 years ago like for 1.5 $1.
1: million. Mm-hmm. I made fun of him a little bit. Okay. But you know what? He's not the best, but he's he's pretty good. He's a number he's a number 3 center back in a system of 3 center backs. You know, you you need you need guys. Well, we talked about this with Nathan Ake. Nathan Ake is going to be a fine number two center back for City. He was not able to be the ace for Bournemouth. I, Nathan Ake played
0: for a Chelsea team that didn't want him. Now, granted, that's not saying much because Chelsea didn't want a lot of people. Okay, <laughs> true. We can we can go down the list of players yeah, that got better sure. once they left Chelsea, uh, except for Eden Hazard. Is that dude still playing anymore? Anyways, um, he's alive. Nathan Ake was on a relegated Bournemouth team. Mm-hmm. Now. I don't know what his cost was. It was probably relatively cheap. But at what point do you 40. look at Nathan Ake and think, some. Oh my gosh, I want him to be my number two in every week starter next to Laporte? And it's like when was the last time Laporte was able to string together ten games without getting hurt? Yeah. So I'm just saying like there's a Nathan massive... Ake
2: could be decent. Well, I was gonna say and I thought there was a moment where even in the uh in the, you know, as it happened kind of match review, I mean there was a there was a, a point where Laporte I thought was coming into this match, which is a positive sign. He's close. hundred percent positive. Yeah. So he, so, but, but then he gets, He's the, the anchor. End, he ends with zero minutes, even in this match. And I don't know if that was just, the game was, was gone yeah, at that point. In. Anyway. So there's no I not want to, to hear Pep complain. I
1: don't want to hear Pep complain about the lack of depth. I don't you know. You spend I... all that money and then you complain about the lack of depth. I get it. You've got injuries, but I'm sorry if you were fully competent with your entire club and the players that you have, you'd be prepared for any and all scenarios. And I get it. You know, Laporte's been hurt a lot more. You compared him to Virgil, right? Laporte is a very good number one center back for he City. Is. There's no question about he that. Is. He just can't stay healthy. Virgil, on the other hand, for Liverpool, has largely stayed very healthy. Yep. And that's been a, a major difference over these last yep two-ish yep. years, right? Absolutely. But that's part of this, too. Certain clubs have issues with injuries that other clubs don't have, whether it's the players that they've signed who are injury-prone or something that's going on with that club and the way it does training and, and everything else. Like that's unfort- sports are cruel, and that is unfortunately a part of sports, and you have to deal with it somehow. And Manchester City, with all the resources that they have, including the ones that they've obtained illegally.
0: Oh, boy, here we go.
1: You should be prepared for any and all scenarios. All right, yeah. I, now go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say I thought
2: that p- after this match, I think there was a question of what what Pep's reaction was going to be, and it seemed to be a more. I think the the way it was described, at least in you know, BBC and elsewhere, just that the complaint was more about the it was body language. I think you could you could say that, but I think that it had a lot to do. The way he described it was like they were playing well and they lost the belief once they once it started slipping away they lost the belief that they were playing well so he said even at halftime it was you're you're getting into positions like they've scored on a penalty you like they they're not necessarily beating you uh you just need to be patient and it just fell apart and and uh, uh Dar- Darren Fletcher uh former player Darren Fletcher wrote a, i thought he had a great analysis at the end just to say there were so many players that are out of their natural position, mm-hmm. and they were all attackers. All the attackers were playing. At least KDB, Sterling, and Foden were all playing in places where they are not necessarily the most sure. comfortable. Yep. So it's, it was— That matters. Right. And so that, do, that doesn't help. And then at the same time, defensively, you know, that's, that was the other thing. There's plenty of experience back there. It was not a matter of experience. They just played like they had never like they've never they've never, they've seen never known forward run forward right. before. Like they've never seen or that they couldn't control. I thought Robbie Earl had an amazing tactics session on NBC Sports Network. You can go find it. Just showing how they had no answer for Leicester players running through the center channels. I mean all the like Mendy, terrible. Kyle Walker's foul to, you know, fouling Vardy on the first penalty. It was just clumsy, yeah, it wasn't necessarily a brutal penalty. it's just that they had no answer like they they shifted out to the wide men every time, and once they shifted out, Lester immediately hit them behind, coming in behind through like through the middle into the box, and that was what that was where they did so much damage i i mean it just seems like that's the question like what do you do with this now All right and that's is, what, is and that's this what I is to... this a is this a the is this PEP experiment run its course? I, mean, I don't is that know. Where we're,
0: is that where we're at here? I don't think so. I think this, and we need to move on, but look, this is one thing that this podcast will always do is we will talk about the games and we will talk about fantasy as well. We will get to the fantasy in just a second. But I do think this, what we're seeing is a complete locker room lack of leadership. Hmm. And, I'm not, and I'm talking about from the players, not from PEP. PEP can say all he wants, can coach all he wants, but when you lose... Vincent Companies, and you can't really replace him. Sergio Aguero's out two months. David Silva has gone. I mean, you start going down the list of leaders.
1: Sterling but, doesn't have the makeup to do it. No, no. KDB doesn't Kev, seem to. Kevin
0: Bruyne doesn't mm-hmm. either. So there's just a lot of, like
2: – Well, and Fernandinho like, is the closest they had out there. And, he's, and their captain
0: and he, got snapped off at half time. I was going to
2: say, he subbed off early. So. so
0: now you have a mad captain. I'm mm-hmm. saying there's locker room issues. And so, yeah – it makes you wonder, do I think that, that City over the next few weeks is just going to be horrible? I don't think so. But I'm telling you right now, things don't look great. And, and yeah. now, look, I lucked up this week. I had Marez. I had Marez from the beginning of the season. And, and, and so I walked into 12 of his points. So somehow he's still, even with all the goals, even though he had a goal, an assist, an assist from the corner. And he ended up with 12 points. And I'll take it.
1: So. Are there any? You have Mars. Do you have any other city I players? I have the Browner. Okay. Are you selling either?
0: So I'd like to get a bombing back in my squad. Really? And I could do that because I just did a. I think I can do it.
2: This so, is this is easily the most interesting strategy piece of this entire podcast. I'm shocked. I am shocked
0: that you're also. going to a
1: bombing following his two points against Liverpool. Oh. that's the- Listen, I know that that's what, not shocking. What,
0: what was I supposed to expect there?
1: I I get it, but his price has gone down. Abbiing's price has gone down. All the re- all the better reason to buy is stupid, crazy to me because Abbiing's going to end up the season in the top three in midfielder scoring. Sure.
0: So I don't know. I don't love getting rid of De Brown uh, and, and and that's who that's who I did one for one last week. Now look, I've done okay to start the season. I've taken minus fours the first two weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. And neither one of them technically has paid off. My transfers this week, De Bruyne and Aubameyang, Potence for St. Maximum, and then Potence doesn't. Well, out. we'll
1: get to that in a we'll minute. We'll scratch
0: that. We'll get to that. But bottom line is it didn't pay off. I, I, I would have been better leaving it as it was. But you are
1: thinking about transferring out KDB.
0: Um, I don't love that. But it, it, it goes because, because he, he's, he'll be one of the top three midfielders in scoring all year.
1: Agreed. Alongside Aubameyang?
0: I think Aubameyang will, too. I like... Yeah, so keep both. Arsenal's... I can't keep both because of where I've spent my money.
1: Okay. I'd have Liverpool to make defense. other changes. Okay, okay. So, so you don't have Aubameyang. Well, you want to I might
0: to... be able to... Yeah,
1: anyways. I, okay.
0: I, I have a lot of money in my defense. I have three Liverpool defenders mm-hmm. in my defense.
1: The three. The mm-hmm. three. Brian, do you have any City players?
2: No, I don't. And I would say this week, the reason why I say no one saw that coming is because I would say who more than the Manchester City assets coming into this match were more enticing. I mean maybe Wolves players. No, you're right. I mean everyone uh, thought 5-2 would go to City. Right. And so, I mean, look at the look at the prominent captains this week. Even even to end the match with if you captain Salah, like you're happy to get an assist from him. But yet another week where every of all of the main captain choices were below what i think the any expectation was and that's that is every single person whether they were a, a high transfer in or a high transfer out so yeah i mean it like well yeah it, that's why the average points for game week
1: three is 43 right i mean fantasy. it's
2: extremely low i mean i'm i'm way under that amount and that, i didn't help myself with taking a minus eight this week uh also oh, wow not a not a great idea we can talk about that more in a minute <laughs> no but um no, I mean I'm looking at it now. Uh, like I, I was one of the many people that I was even, even with two good weeks to start with. I mean, I was so close to clicking the wild card button going into week three yeah. because I didn't have anyone from City. And now look at it. I mean, look. You, you, well, so you, here's you, the thing. You, though, look,
0: I don't think this is going to
2: continue. I really don't. No, I think but your City you know, well, so you okay. know, well, oh, we, yeah. we think they're going to well, be okay. Really we well, we'll, agree. Sure, but next next week. So you like the matchup next week going into Leeds? But do they, you?
1: Yeah, four three,
2: five three. Who knows? Great. And I who, don't care which side City's I mean, no, on in that. They're going to no get goals. No one's playing City defensive players. No, no, no one's playing City defensive, and players, no one's but... playing Leeds defensive players. <laughs> That's but, correct. Well, but what? But I mean, Leeds, obviously they a little more concerted effort this week. They tightened up. Not, I mean, they're they're going to lose the, one of their most important creative guys, Jack Harrison, ineligible to play city. Uh, to play against Manchester City. But look, I mean. KDB playing as a number 10. You know, he's five touches, no shots in the box this week uh, against against Leicester. He had, you know, at least two, including his penalty against Wolves. He was, way, he was a little more active in, in the box last week compared to this week. No touches or shots in the match for Phil Foden. I mean, Price went up going into the week. He, not, he gets nothing, creates nothing, subs off early. Sterling his usual active but ineffective self going into, into this match. I mean, somebody for me, I was about to wild card and now I'm looking at it and thinking like, do I, you know, I, I have Sun on my team. I have the question mark around, uh, also around potence going into this week as well. Like a, a day ago, I thought, man, I really should just click wild card now. And, then City kind of does this. And so now I feel like there's way less of an urgency for me Mm -hmm. to have them going in, even in a good matchup next week, just because I feel like there's a little more uncertainty
1: here. I did pull the trigger on my wild card after I caught up this weekend. So wild card is active. Oh, wow.
2: That's
0: big news.
1: And KDB is in my squad. He was not, and I am bringing him in as of right now as part of my wild card. That's how confident I am that City will recover. You
0: know you know what I realized? KDB went up a tenth. He did. Aubameyang came down a tenth. Their difference yeah. is 0.3. That's great. Like, that's an easy move. I thought that move was going to be harder if I wanted to make it.
1: Yeah. When cities bad, they're really bad. And when they're good, they are really good. And that's, that's why I think that selling your city assets would be an well. Over-reaction. What I was
2: going to say, I mean, just to go back to the point of playing, you know, players playing out of position. How, what what different lineup are they going to? They'll run the same lineup next week. Jesus is presumably out until at least the international break. There's no sense that Aguero is is close to a return to to. I mean, is he training? He's probably training. Whether he's close to a return to the actual actual pitch time in game, you know, game shape, he probably isn't. So you're gonna get more of the same. Maybe maybe if Laporte is back, I mean maybe Laporte is game ready, at least for seventy minutes next week, you know. Hopefully he's back. That changes things. It. Do we need to say anything about Lester here? Yes. Yeah, a lot. And we need to go through it quickly because there's a
0: crap ton of other stuff we gotta get to and I feel like we short we're gonna short Lester here. I wanna but go ahead and give me a culpa. I wanna give him a mea culpa on multiple things. I thought Lester would be bad this year. I this look, year. Yeah. Okay. I, I honestly didn't th- – I th- we're probably would have picked him to finish outside the top ten. I don't want to get into why my logic said that, but uh, I feel like that's, that's the wrong decision.
1: Well, keep in mind that the start of seasons is when Brendan Rodgers is amazing.
2: Uh, maybe. So anyways – It's the
1: ends of seasons. I,
2: I love, <laughs> I love are not multiple so great. things, but
1: – Vardy?
2: Yeah, I was going to say, are you rushing to buy Jamie Vardy? Uh,
0: no. I can't get there because of where I spend my money.
1: You, don't have, to go to, you it, don't have to get to Jamie Vardy. You can, and um, that would be fine. I, I tell you
0: who I think is more valuable than Vardy, sort of, is Castagna. He okay. is shown in the games. I mean, he has a 14-9 and a 4.
1: He contributed and, again here. Yes.
0: And, uh, that's, again, my point. That dude is good, and he's, he is what uh, – he's like the new Dina, okay? He, he is, he's all over the place. And I love I love some Harvey Barnes. I'm not hating anyone if they're going to Barnes. Mm -hmm. And obviously, Vardy is crushing again. So, like, that dude does what he does. They're getting penalties. He's great at drawing penalties, Scott. And he kicks penalties in the effing back of the net.
1: He hits them hard. Jeez. Mm -hmm. Uh, One guy who didn't make the dream team for Leicester, but he's worthy of honorable mention. James Madison yeah, I was scores a screamer say, here, 10 fantasy if, Unbelievable, if there's
2: a question of now what with City, the equal question on the other side is now what with Madison. Uh, mm-hmm. 15, 28, 21, those are his minutes in the three matches so far. Everything has been – the fact that he played it all in in game week one for a guy who was uh, who was who looked like he was about at the same uh, ret- fitness level as Ricardo Pereira going into week one – is is very good for them. We said it, I mean we said it. I mean, that was my big concern with them is what what the loss of James Madison would do to them and uh they've they've handled it just fine and now James Madison I think he's probably going to flip those minutes. Uh probably flipping the pitch time, you know, going gotcha. 65, They'll 75 be out for 28 minutes. Right. If it. if anything, subbing subbing a little early. Obviously, I, for me, I still prefer Harvey Barnes. I mean, the stats on Harvey Barnes, again, even in, a, like, this week. Two points. It's two points this week, but, I, again, I just I don't know what you are expecting from anyone they're going into this True. week. Didn't change that he still took, only Vardy outshot him this week. He was just as active in the box as Vardy was this week. Harvey Barnes was extremely dangerous in those channels, like we said a little bit ago. So I prefer Harvey Barnes, but, I, I mean, it's really close. I mean, I don't fault anyone going to Madison He's not gonna score a goal like he did this week no. every week. But man, and now that they're, now
1: that they're past City, the schedule opens up a little bit.
2: Yeah. West Ham Villa at at Arsenal at Leeds in their next four. I mean, there's there's, there's a lot there. to yeah, there's, there's a lot to there. like. Hey, well, last question. Jeez. Uh, how did Soyinchi do this week? Uh, zero points. Soyunchi? Yeah, he's a defender for Leicester City. Uh, he's still owned by eleven point four percent of managers, by the way. And I will not rest until that is either zero point zero percent owned, or until his price is what it should be, which is four point five.
1: Lord Farquhar. He is
2: a four point five defender living
1: in a five point five price bracket. I love it. Uh, I'm giving out my honorary meaningless fantasy half point in this match to Riyad Mahrez because his goal is worthy of an extra half fantasy point. Not only was it a thing of beauty, he did it with his off foot. Pretty impressive.
0: Brian, you should kind of say in the beginning of the season, you'd love you'd love a Mares
2: on your team. I've said it since the middle of last season.
0: Do you have if, a Mares on your team? If,
2: Mahrez, if you could guarantee that Mares is going to get the minutes in this city team, I think he is such a no-brainer midfield own
0: in this city team where they are picking up kid guys off the street to play. I think he's going
2: to be guaranteed something going forward.
0: It was a fitness what? thing last week, right?
2: No, I mean, well, he had the he he had the COVID. Oh yeah, he had the COVID. He had the so COVID he had quarantine. A, so he had a quarantine and okay. didn't wasn't up to full fitness, but he is. But look, I just think there's question marks once Jesus and Aguero are back. How they're going to rotate the attackers? So,
1: So, Riyad Mahrez makes a Dream Team with 12 fantasy points. I'm giving him a silent .5 on to that. It's good because his price had also dropped. Well, it won't anymore
2: after this 12. You think I care about that right now? Uh,
1: I think you do as an owner.
0: And now it's time for Scott's Stat of the Day!
1: Uh, Also, Scott's Stat of the Day, number 686. Wow,
0: 686. Six hundred eighty-six. The amount of miles the Castagna had to fly from Atalanta to Leicester.
2: <laughs> I have this. Maybe. I have this stat in front of me, but Stop. I'm going. I'm going to guess wrong anyway. Six eighty-six <laughs> is. Is Rodri's confidence level out of 687 given oh. his post-match comments? Excellent, really excellent yes. statement. Yeah,
1: he said that Leicester were lucky.
2: Yeah, they were lucky. Uh,
1: football has not been fair to us. Jeez, are you kidding? <laughs> wow! Dude. Uh, as is, Brian already knows, wow. it's the first time in 686 games that Pep Guardiola has given up five goals. Yeah. Wow. Also, Dave, I can tack,
2: tack on to that and make it even worse. It's the first time in 438 games at the Etihad that City have let in five goals. Wow. It's crazy. Uh, Rodri also said, games like this where the opposition do nothing, you're a bit confused. It's not the way
1: I like to play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Right. <laughs> cool, Rodri. Rodri. Go Rodri. ahead and just keep your mouth shut, <laughs> man. I can't
0: wait for this guy to implode.
1: On to the FPL America Derby. Liverpool 3, Arsenal 1. <laughs> That was important, though. I feel like that's an important thing to talk about those those key assets. Anyway. Absolutely is. Andy Robertson makes the Dream Team with 10 fantasy points, continuing to be the high Liverpool defender scorer.
2: Uh, FYI, for those of you keeping track of this kind of thing, Andy Robertson has, again put in more crosses in a match than Trent Alexander-Arnold, outcrossed him 12-9, to and is outcrossing him for the season 33-26. to Ryan,
0: didn't you say that this was the season where, like, it was I- Robertson two years ago, TAA last year, uh, and then my, maybe it's Robertson's year again.
2: Look, I'm not the only one that pointed this out. I just thought that I thought that the ownership, I mean, I wrote this, that the ownership discrepancy seemed enormous considering what we already know of the last two seasons of these players. And 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 I think more than that was the end of last season for Andy Robertson. The way Robertson came on at the end of last season, he mm-hmm. obliterated Alexander Arnold mm-hmm. in the restart. Yeah, So, uh, maybe not obliterating. But
1: I will say, but, there have been matches where opposing clubs have seemed to go after TAA more, pushing him back more than Andy Robertson.
0: I mean, Andy I, Robertson... I think he's more dangerous.
1: Andy Robertson was in the box the whole Arnold, first half of this match against yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. Look,
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say some really stupid things. Not, I mean, shocker. Trent Alexander-Arnold might be the best overall football player on Liverpool Football Club.
2: Whoa, that's a really weird thing
0: to say. Overall. More than Mane. Come on, man. From from set pieces to being able to defend to attacking to crossing. More the than dimes he put, The dimes he put on today, yeah. That dude's got it all. I, have him play another position. What, what can't that kid do? That kid is a sick footballer. I just want to give him his due. Now, where he gets caught out sometimes is he's too far forward and, and – yeah, sometimes he's out of position. I think Robert, Robertson's a little bit more uh, disciplined when it comes to that. But uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold is a gem, and, and, man, Liverpool hold on to him. That dude is a effing stud.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but he still has given you two matches with seven points in a row. Even here, where Liverpool don't get a clean sheet, he still gives you seven fantasy points. Sure. Yeah,
2: I mean that's a lot, and
1: that's bonus points. I mean that's the thing with him, and it's volume. And to we're... Dave's point about his all-around. Well, well, I
2: was going to say we can talk about it more. I'd love to talk about it more with Rhys James later, but no. <laughs> oh, but... we will. <laughs> no, but no, but three three bonus points for Alexander Arnold here. But even in a match though, where again I said it, I think Robertson, I'm, that's surprising. I still think it's surprising, uh, even in this match.
0: But. Taa's ownership forty three point eight. A lot of people own him. Robertson's ownership thirteen percent. Now I get it. People are choosing one uh, right my, now.
2: My, my, I've lucked out because I've owned both. I was going to say my my advocacy early in the at the beginning of the season, just the like the renegade choice here was to own two of them. I know at least one other person in the league the league drew. I know he had both of them to start the first two weeks. I don't think he kept both on his wild card going into this week, um, but either way, there that what, that it, it's a it's a very viable strategy, uh, as you you know you mentioned before, Dave, having all their you know all the defensive assets and no attacking assets. I just checked
0: League Drew's team; he has no Liverpool defenders. Oh,
2: he now. sold Alexander Arnold too. Wow, having one, I, we are going to get production from them, and that's the thing. Like, they have to get have to. Maybe a strong way of saying it.
1: They have to tighten up at some point. But I, the goal that Liverpool gave up to Arsenal today was so fluky.
0: Absolutely, it absolutely right. was fluky. That but, was a clean but,
1: sheet ready to happen. If well, it's not a weird bounce off Roberts. well,
0: sure. Lacazette had two that say, he kicked right into the, Allison's right best.
1: into Allison's chest. So, no, if you want to
0: trade out the fluky one for one of fair. those,
1: that's a good point. That's fine. Sure.
2: Yeah. I but was yeah, that. I
0: mean, look. Let's let's get to the game. Liverpool was uh, I. It, it kills me to say this, but I've never seen them. I don't think better. They might have been as good in other games as they were today. They weren't better than they were today. They were suffocating today. Arsenal, credit to them, they hung around for a little while. When when Arsenal and Scott got the fluky goal, it was almost like Liverpool's like, okay. I guess we'll turn it up a little bit. That's
1: exactly what it seemed like. And then
0: it was just a suffocating onslaught to get through the rest of the half. Now, Arsenal came out, played better second half. uh, But but look, credit to Liverpool. There was some shady (laughs) shit that went on against the team. But I want to say this before I complain about any of that. I wanted this to be said first. Liverpool deserved to win that game. They were the better team. They're the more talented team. Even if what I'm about to say doesn't happen or does happen, I think Liverpool probably still wins the game. Mm-hmm. That being said, yeah. Where did VAR go today? I saw a ball scored into the net by Diego Jota that brushed off his arm. Now look, I agree in the world, I don't make the rules. I just follow them right now.
1: Sure. You As want the rules change?
0: With them. We follow the rules. Mm-hmm. As of this past weekend and other the first two weekends, if it brushes by an arm. And grazes a hair, it has been a handball in almost any position.
1: It's not quite true, but I, I get Almost. Your point. I it's get your close. point.
0: It's close. I mean, anyways, bottom line is it doesn't even get looked at. Okay, that's my point. Sure. Like, at least look at it. At least look at Give it. Give us go, the nah. illusion
1: of at least, a review. Yeah, at least yeah. look <laughs> at it.
0: The other thing was, Monet and Tierney going for the ball. Look, Monet is a really tough player. Has he been on the giving end of some vicious fouls in the Premier League? Yeah, he has. Ederson about lost his chest one time with a foot through the middle of it. Mane, when he wants to, can get flustered and can lash out. You're after. a little low
1: on that one. Yeah, seriously. Uh, that, that, that's you're, you're asking for a fight right now.
0: Mane is an awesome player, which he played for my no, team. Just say he kicked through his face. <laughs> was it his face? Yeah, it was his, right in his oh, face. Okay, whatever. <laughs> it's even worse. Mane, uh, one of his weaknesses at times is he's a strong gent. And he can lash out. Fiery. I think tyranny was closer than he thought today, but still, an elbow demolished tyranny in the face. Yeah. And he was given a yellow card, but VAR didn't look at it. Like, like a striking move to the face of another player should at least be looked at for misconduct. Scott, give me the illusion. Bottom line is, VAR wasn't looked at after a weekend of VAR rulings. That they, we, I think we're all going to agree for the most part, they followed the letter of the law. It wasn't one time today. It wasn't one time that it was looked at or used.
1: I mean, this is not an NBA podcast, but you got to protect your superstars if you're the league, right? Wow, dude. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I saw that play by Saudi Amani. Actually, that's exactly when I turned the match on. I was a couple minutes late to the start. Yeah. And it came on just as Saudi Amani was getting his yellow card. And I saw the last replay and I was like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, you've seen you've seen it given. I've for, seen, seen I've it seen, it seen red given cards for given yeah. for less. Yeah, I mean but that, whatever. Like yeah, I get it. That, that I is, get it. I'm with that, you. That might have I, I, that might have changed the match oh, a little bit. 100. Right? We saw it last week when Mane earned a red card from Christensen. We saw it change the match yeah. against Chelsea. Right. Yeah. I mean, 100. percent That would have changed the match because oh, yeah. Mane was probably Liverpool's best player for at right. least 45 minutes of that match. I was going to say Mane is man. still
2: still better than Salah again. But not
1: in fantasy. Yes, it was. It Maybe for this one match, but for the season, Salah's still got three more points overall. He's outscored him two weeks in a row, and it was
2: Salah's hat trick that got him ahead in the first place. was yeah, it. It. No, no, Look, and I get Don't no brag on penalties. We can't points bar. are points, Dave. Points right. are points. Right. I Our cannot points. argue that. this is exactly why. I mean, this is, this is exactly the same thing that's going to happen all season long, as long as one of them do- outdoes the other one, and it's going to be like this. So it's just... Mane's price is dropping, Salah's is going up. It's the it's the opposite way that people approach this thing in most cases. The market is
1: moving too slowly to keep up with the swings between the two guys. There's no doubt about that. Mane looked the better player today. He was in the much better positions. He 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 had there's that one play, I remember when in the match it was, but he dribbled through like four Arsenal players. It was incredible and you know then just it just fizzled out a little bit at the end. He was by far the better player. There's no question here. But if you have one or the other, you're still looking at the overall points. I mean, you could have both at this point. Salah is was, first. Mane is third. Want, I want both of them. I want—
2: well, I'm pretty sure Brother Matt, sure, sure Matt's committed to both.
1: You can't go back and forth between the two, though. Pick your one. Otherwise, you're playing the lottery. Not, some people are doing it. I mean— You can do both. I'm saying you can I, do both. I'm just saying don't go back and forth. Got That's you. my point. Okay, fair enough. And on. that was I'm the point you. I was trying to make last week, and yeah. Brother Matt called me out for it. But but my point was trying to be, don't be that guy that has one Liverpool midfielder, and you're going back and forth between the two. That well, was the I point I was, I was trying to make. But. We are also talking about home versus away and which guy typically does better. Here's a home match. Ramon, I did better, which is kind of against the grain right. for these two guys. But regardless, either pick one and stick with him or go with both. I can't begrudge you either move. All
0: right, so obviously Liverpool assets great. Uh, Arsenal, Lacazette, I want to throw this out there, Brian. Seven,
1: seven, seven. 7 Scott, he's doing your Callum Wilson from last year. He really is. And is anyone paying attention? The only difference from Callum Wilson last year, and also Callum Wilson this year, bastards who sold him,
2: <laughs> is that Lacazette's <laughs> price
1: hasn't gone down yet.
2: I uh, Not enough people owned him to start with. Lacazette, we have no choice but to rethink this. Uh, not just the only goal scorer, easily their best player again. Uh, only he and Ainsley Maitland-Niles managed a shot in this match, and Lacazette had three of the four. Yeah,
1: he's Allison's chest away from a brace. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, it's true. Uh,
1: the other thing, and that... I
0: tell you what, when he he got subbed out, not because of performance, but it hes gas. I mean, he usually he rarely plays the full ninety.
2: I was gonna say but
0: he was—he uh, was upset with himself. Do you
2: like this? I think so. T- so two like a season and a half ago I think the feeling at least what we talked about and the way I think most people saw it was a happy lacazette is better in this Arsenal squad most days you, you'd prefer Happy Lacazette right. starting, right. with Enkedia coming off the bench. Right. Enkedia starting the cup matches, yeah. which they'll, you know, they this this rematch. There will be a rematch on Thursday of these. <laughs> two. I forgot about that. Right. So we're gonna probably assume you see Enkedia starting will. on Thursday, yeah, and that's what will. I'm saying. So uh, we've now been forced into looking at Lacazette. Right. No one wanted to, but now you have to consider this three Sir. three. This will be the this will be one of the segments in this week's FPL America the article is that Alexander Lacazette, three big chances this week. Anyone who watched the match is not surprised by that at all. Only Jamie Vardy had that same number of big chances in a match this week. Five big chances for Lacazette for the season. Only Vardy and Dominic Calvert Lewin are tied with him. They have clear-cut chances he's leading the way this season. I don't know if if this is the starter and he's eight and a half, that's easy money here. It, it seems like it. I agree.
0: I, I like this, and 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 Scott, this will be my last Arsenal thing. Uh, I, I miss Arsenal moments. I uh, I missed Arteta's. Just look, life happened this afternoon. I missed. I missed Arteta's. Uh, my brother said it was good. His after game speech. So mm-hmm. I literally don't know. You guys can tell me what he said. But I know this. So I'm looking at this game, and I'm like, okay, we don't have the talent that they have. And we're, we're this is going to be an uphill grind and battle the whole match. The way the subs came off, the way Xhaka came off, the way Lacazette came off, um, the reactions to the players, I love it because they thought they could get a result in that match. And even though I think anyone else outside would look at it and go, yeah, we probably didn't. But we wanted it, but it, it wasn't going to happen. Arteta's got them believing that they could get a result. And so I love that. I love that as a fan that like, like Lacazette came off. He was devastated. He let the team down because he knew it. Then that was the game plan. Defend, 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 defend was counterattack. We're going to have two, two or three shots. We got to score on them and we can't make mistakes
1: in the back. You won with that strategy because you scored those goals on those few shots at the end of last season. Scott, what else was different about this game? You tell from me.
0: from the last two games.
1: Well, I was going to ask you about who was how-
0: my goalkeeper. Well, can I just, just – just give me a second.
1: Emiliano Martinez is probably not preventing. Emiliano Ma- Ana Martinez,
0: and I said this on the Slack channel, and and, and if you're a uh, Patreon supporter, you get access to this. Not that you care of my opinions at this point, but I said it today. Emiliano Martinez on the Mane goal. Mane scores on a ricochet. He catches that ball. I, I, I kid you not. He catches it. He catches rockets kicked at him. Watch Villa's games. The amount of balls – that go into Martinez, that get punched out, are almost zero. The dude is a ninja with his massive freaking balloon hands. Is okay? ninja
1: the right thing to say there? He is a— well, ninjas are famous Ryan for what catching. Is, Wait, check, check his—yeah, right. Check his mitts. I think they might be a little sticky. He it definitely has sticky mitts.
0: Here's my point. Leno, multiple times today, was punching balls out of the box. And I'm just thinking, wow, Martinez never punched balls out because he was always just catching him. David Luiz about punched Leno in the face today because v- <laughs> Virgil, a ball came across the box and Leno <laughs> p- out and backed off, and Luiz knew it and he said he wanted to grab him and throw him like you should have gotten that.
1: Yeah, I, I saw that. And
0: Virgil missed a header, right? And so it's like holy, like I'm watching that and I'm thinking, you know who, you know who, Luiz never had to snatch into place, Emiliano, Emiliano. Martinez.
2: Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you did, you, did you like the decision of David Luiz over David Luiz? Did uh, you like the decision absolutely. of him over Gabriel?
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay. And this is why. Be- the way Arsenal had to play today, and, Lu- and Luiz tried some, and they were successful with some, was Luiz is great at longer passes. So when Arsenal got possession playing out of the back, if Aubameyang, Lacazette, and or Willian are in position – He's, he's going to be able to hit them for runs for longer passes that Gab, Gab, Gabrielle, I don't think, can make. So, I mean – and Luis did not play bad today.
1: No, Luis, he didn't. Luis no. great today. No, he didn't. No, not at all. Hey, remember William? Remember that guy?
0: Yeah. Well, well no, hold on. Uh, judging Arsenal assets. <laughs> so, so judging rude. Arsenal assets on today. No, I'm
1: sorry. People is, drove down the price on my son asset to yeah. go to Willian after one match, I get to revel in two matches with nothing Fair enough. from a Willian that looks a little sad all of a sudden. Yeah,
2: he's fine. He'll be fine. All right. Dave, uh, you're fine with Sheffield at home next week Love at it. Manchester City. Sheffield is uh, – Sheffield's in a – Sheffield's not, not a problem. Sheffield. Sheffield's, Sheffield's in a, in a problem, problem right now. I think Manchester we can all City. agree. God bless. Saw let, this let, coming. Us play, let us play Saw it City. coming last year for this year. And then, and then home to the resurgent Leicester City. That that going to be tough. Where Jamie Vardy's going to draw seven penalties of course, against of course uh, he will. David Luiz.
0: Yeah, the game we match week six and seven against uh, home to Leicester
2: at United. Not great, but I mean the next two well, weeks. Sure. So Aubameyang's still owned by a ton of people. I mean, by he's still over over. Well, he's at thirty percent. He's probably going. to, I assume to anyone who has him, I say, say keep him. They, well, so you, Dave, it. you so that's what I'm, that's why I want to get at is that you're trying to get him his he, he has only I think like we mentioned this you know I wrote about it and this is a common strategy out there was it Obama Yang out entering this match looking at that color coded stretch of matches that they have that looks uh, that looks not so great you're saying hold I, I mean I, to me Sheffield at home is now a, a, a definitely a, a little better than Gray. Sure. Match up for There's
0: them. no doubt. I, I would. Yeah. If you have him, keep him. Don't sell him. Uh, I am in trying to figure out a way to get back to him. I, I, I want to Brown. Let's just call a spade a spade. I want to Brown in next week after them getting demolished. Yeah. This is going to be a tough week of training. I want to Brown in next week at Leeds who they're, they're, you know, leaky, they're leaky.
2: Yeah. leaky. Uh, leads.
0: By the way, I watched Leeds match this week. Uh, I am. I, I'm ready to declare Leeds as my second team. Oh, wow. I'm i loved watching them. They oh. are a lot of fun. And my sub, my and Scott, you haven't asked me this. I'm just going to tell you anyways. I think this week I'm bringing in Mr. Score a lot, Patrick Bamford,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and sending out Callum Wilson.
1: You kind of need to. Uh, it's and it's we'll get to and, and maybe
2: we can move right into the Wilson. I mean, I just don't. know. I mean, other than those guys, I don't really know who you're owning. You're probably, I mean, beyond the, the defenders for Liverpool, I, just, I don't think there's any other assets right. for for Arsenal that you care about, right? No, no.
0: All right, Scott. Let's move into uh, Spurs Newcastle.
1: Is that fair? Or did, did they? When play? does when does he drive this car? Why don't you let him
2: <laughs> pick what's next?
1: He wrote that's an. Not, ad- that's he not wrote, his job. He wrote an agenda down. A- am I right? Dave. Am I right? Uh, no. Oh shoot. Okay. All right. Uh, that was like three matches away, but now it's the next one: Spurs Newcastle. <laughs> so this one had its share of controversy. Callum Wilson, our favorite. Newcastle forward sure. to put into our fantasy lineups sure. does give you a return thanks to a late handball penalty called by VAR slash the referee thanks to a VAR review on Eric Dyer. Wow, I'm okay with that. Can we just talk about the? Okay, I'm I'm just going all in with just, this since you just you go. you did this, Dave. Now I'm going all in with it. All right. I have zero problem with what's happened so far in the league. I'd be open to a change on the handball rule. That's perfectly fine. But this is not a VAR problem. And so far, what's the one thing that we need more than anything else? I'm going to answer my own question, Dave. Consistency. Mm. And we have come pretty close to having it be consistent. It's been consistently handball, but it's been pretty consistent. It's been
0: very yeah. consistent until tonight. And, <laughs> and until the end of the Liverpool Arsenal match, when it ball clearly hits off Jota's hand on yeah. his way to
2: scoring the goal. And it wasn't the only one, and that's true. I mean, it definitely is a consistency thing. It's consistently insane. I know that. It's so consistently insane that every manager that that's in the league is speaking
1: out against and it. And every Scott, club, every club's going to get burned Scott, by this I at some point. Say, right. And that I this,
0: can't say that what you said wasn't right. Although I agree with Brian and the managers, it does seem insane.
1: And And I'm allowing for that. What did you come up with before this pod started about PGMOL? I just know that I came in at, towards the end of the discussion on NBC Sports here in the United States. They had their pregame studio crew talking and there was a, a media report that they were discussing about PGMOL coming out and saying there's some interpretations here that we want to 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 to, to, to tighten up a little bit with the handball rule, the handball law. So then the debate was are we going to see this even starting today affect some of the calls in some of these matches? And when you complained to me then,
0: you then pre-show might have started today.
1: I said, Well, maybe, maybe not, but I do know that this was discussed and seemingly that, that might have had you know immediate effect. In theory, they're not supposed to change things until every club's played the same number of games. And every club's had the chance to be prepared for the new rules. But listen some of these balls, like, okay, this started with Spurs-Newcastle. Eric Dyer, did he have his hands over his shoulders? Yeah. Did he no, have his hands up in the
0: he air? he did
2: not have his uh, hand over his shoulders. It, he,
0: was, it wasn't over it his was shoulders. It was out in the way
2: you would jump if somebody nudged you in the back when somebody heads the ball into you from behind. Yeah, I, I, it's, and, it's, and a, his back an, was an, abs- to the ball, It's too. so absurd that Steve Bruce leads me to my manager quote of the week. Uh, Brian's manager quote of the week, channeling Steve Bruce, channeling his inner Louis Van Gaal. It's ludicrous. I am not a big lover of it. We saw Roy Hodgson last night. It's a nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) Even the guy who knows that they, he said, (laughs) I should probably be happy about this, but I'm not. Because how can you be? Because you know it's so stupid. It does, It's the most ridiculous call since last week when the same thing happened to Matt Doherty for a ball that deflected up into his hand when he's not even trying to do anything. Spurs have definitely... You saw
0: Mourinho. Mourinho had to just walk off the pitch. Right. He, he didn't even... I mean, he didn't wait for the end. no. He, he probably the... he probably found Bruce later and said sorry for didn't mean to disrespect. I had to get out of no, there.
1: Steve Bruce understood. It sounds like sure. Yeah. Joel Ward, Dominic Calvert Lewin, Kai Havertz.
2: Every single one of these guys had a handball in the way that the rule could be applied by anyone going to the law and looking at it. Only some of these were given handball. So I, I mean, until either they start calling it. Every single time, the exact same way, every single time the ball touches someone's hand. It just doesn't make any sense. It's a, It's a. He's right. It is a nonsense. There's <laughs> nothing else to say about it than it's a nonsense. I might change my team name
1: to it's a nonsense because it's such <laughs> a nonsense. I'm open to law changes, there's no doubt. I do like, though, that we're seeing referees at least be on the same page with how they're doing this. And every club's going to get burned by this, so I agree with you. Like That's why Steve Bruce is saying what he's saying. He knows. He benefited here, but he knows this could easily go against him next week. At some point, it's going to happen to everyone. And I don't know. I Again, I, I happen to think that they're trying to get the rule into the right place. It's frustrating that it takes trial and error and, and very real consequences, not only in real life but also to our fantasy teams, for something like this to happen. Now, you know, test it for us to get into the right place with this law. Clearly, they cannot figure it out. the The players are still ahead of the laws in terms of how this can be done and how this can be can be implemented. That is very true. I definitely agree.
2: You, you're. There's gonna have to be some kind of adjustment for sure. But I mean, if I was gonna say, let's. It is part of the, it's, it's already a talking point. It's an obvious strategy issue. Do you just load your team with Penalty takers. I mean, is that? Yes. I mean, really? I mean, at this point, right now, I mean, yes. what? Why not? I mean, that seems like a, your every match has the capability now of having a, a handball in the box that wasn't there a, 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 a half a season ago.
1: There are reports that referees are unhappy with this law too, but they're also restricted to what is being required of them. There, there's not a whole lot that they can do. They've got to call it the way they have to call it. Fantasy players. This match, For Spurs. Yeah. Who's relevant? Well, it's first of all, you have
2: probably the most significant major injury of the weekend uh, happened in this match. Sun leaves at halftime, a shocking tra- uh, substitution, find it only to find out that it's a hamstring that is significant. Hyungmin uh, Son will miss weeks. You assume at least until after the international break. Uh, his price has already dropped, as I've seen, because he's on my team. <laughs> the other factor here, too, as reported, you know, after the match from football. London and elsewhere, Jose Mourinho was asked about the Carabao Cup. They have Carabao Cup. They also have Europa League that they have to deal with. He said. Uh, as you know, forgetting the past Thursday, we played Sunday, we now play Tuesday, we play on Thursday, then we play Sunday again. It's nuts
1: that they have two midweek matches. Yeah, he
2: said basically our decisions have been made for us. Like we have we have no choice about what we he said he said it. I would like to fight for the carabao, but I don't think I can. No, he can't. Right. Because you gotta try to stay in Europa, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he said that. More money. Simple fact. More, is, money more money in Europa than it is anywhere else. So that's the decision was made for us.
0: Uh, and there's always a chance of making it, of,
2: of making the Champions League.
1: You too. can't – like, I don't care about fixture congestion, which obviously is a real issue this year, Yeah, which is why I'm shocked we don't have five subs per side in a match in, in the league yeah. this season. I'm shocked I we agree. don't. But you cannot feasibly expect a club to play on Tuesday – And then Thursday with matches on both weekends that bookend that that doesn't make a single bit of sense. I don't have any, I don't have any love or compassion in my heart for Spurs in general, and you guys know how I feel about Jose Mourinho. Mm -hmm. But that is insane, and he's right. And so you know
0: what it is. I mean, it's a nonsense. It is a nonsense. (laughs) It's more
2: a nonsense. Uh, The one thing he did say though, and this and this is the concern for everyone we just don't have the players. Sun is only the first. We are going to we are going to be experiencing this regularly because we're not going to be able to keep up with this pace. We just don't have the players to do it. And they're they're a month away from Gareth Bale. They, you know, Regalon is there, but he's not match fit for the for the Premier League. I mean, you saw what happened to a couple of the guys who got thrown in the deep end here this week. New signings that just jumped in and it's kind of like there's no time to adapt. Harry Kane, uh, to me, I mean, we talked about Callum Wilson. If Callum Wilson's probably not going to take all the penalties, I don't know that he's the first-choice penalty taker. Matt, well, Matt Ritchie, right? Well, we think we think Matt Ritchie might be. Well, he would be, but he is now injured. So Matt Ritchie probably... First appearance of the season, first injury. Probably. should hold on to... Well, but Callum he Williams. dislocated his shoulder. I mean, that was rough. I mean, it was just he jumped into... Doherty and Darty's bigger than he is it's just this I mean, he landed weird <laughs> There was no there was nothing else to it other than Richie small Doherty big that's really it <laughs> um but no I mean that's so maybe if it falls to him again maybe you I mean, maybe you do see more Callum Wilson he's obviously good at it and uh I mean it's a it's a good role for him it's not going to get scored in the ninety-fifth minute every week, uh. But
1: well, on a controversial handball, right?
2: Yeah. Uh. Now, Harry Kane. Uh. This will also be a, a article uh, player this week. Just that Harry Kane, a can't stop assisting. Uh. That's the big. <laughs> that's the biggest thing. But this. Um. This match was the. This was an old an old Kane performance. Uh. Not just the primary forward player. He took eight shots this week. Five of them on target. That was by far the most of anyone in the week in both in both instances. Seven shots on target for the season, most in the Premier League, tied with Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Harv Harvey Barnes. That's awesome. I love that stat about Harvey Barnes, most shots on target for the season. But Harry Kane, I mean, that's you don't love it that he got five of his seven hey, on on target in this match. Darlow
0: Darlow had a nice game.
2: Darlo, yes, Darlo yeah, was for sure. Uh, look, we, uh, look, son. We, I think that by, by halftime, you might have had uh, two hundred thousand more Sun owners if he doesn't hit the bar, and, and and scores a goal. I think people would have transferred him in at that exact moment. Sun owners extremely unlucky
1: here. Instead, he gets hurt, subbed off yep. at halftime, and that injury was the trigger for my wild card. Because oh had yeah, be. I'm sure. Because for... there are other places I wanted to go with transfers out, and all of a sudden, the Sun injury is pivotal. To my lineup, because he was my number three forward, uh, midfielder. Yeah.
2: I had already made my transfer for the week before the sun injury. This is why I hate making rage transfers. Yeah, but yeah. still, I mean, I, yeah, I don't. What were
1: your moves, by the way?
2: Well, I'll talk about it later. Okay. Just say, just say, look, if Harry Kane is going to play the important matches, uh, whether or not you see old Kane in future matches, I don't know that you're necessarily going to. I think it means more Lucas Mora for sure
1: who scored in this match,
2: yeah, and Lucas Mora, without sun, I mean it's it's Mora, it's probably Bergvine. you're gonna Lacelso was a little more active going forward uh Lacelso being healthy is huge for them that's right so I mean, if they're gonna prioritize Europa League and you assume the regular league uh-huh. and just play garbage <laughs> players in all the other matches, sure uh I look. Harry Kane's expensive, but I, it's some of those other guys. Who's going to fill in next week? Manchester United, not. Great. I will not have
1: a Spurs team in my wild card. All right, I was going to say Spurs sh- play. Sh-
2: right, shaky, shaky
1: for sure next next week. Even with a even with a shaky Manchester United defense, but um. can I just tell you that my wild card team? So Son's injury, he's off, he's out. I went ahead and with my wild card, I've already I already had DCL last week. I put Bamford in so far in my wild card lineup because that just feels like that that move that we saw early last season where he's just going to go up tenths. He's going to keep going up tenths, and he's one of those guys that it's it's all going to be about what price point you got him at, and eventually we're all going to have him. That's how that feels. So DCL and Bamford at forward alongside Callum Wilson feels. I was going to say, did you fine keep Callum Wilson or I did. not on your watch? Mitrovic card. went okay. out for Bamford. Okay. Currently, I've got Yang, KDB, and Salah in my midfield. Yeah. And I've got TAA and Castagna in my back line. Okay. With Tyreek Mitchell and a couple of four-five defenders that I love, Kyle Walker, Peters, and Tariq Lamptey. Yeah. I great. love what I've got so far in yeah. yeah, that really squad. good, Scott.
0: Yeah. It's good. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm like, because I, I was thinking about taking another minus four this week. Because I'm looking at my transfers again. Not that anyone cares, but I'm. I'm Did you wild card already? No. Okay. No, no, no. I, I have not. You know, I was talking about bringing a Balmyang in, but I thought about this. I'm like, well, I really want to get to Bamford, but I was going to do it at the expense of Wilson. So I thought well, maybe I'll do it at the expense of Keenan Davis, who's not playing at all for Villa. He's a, my four or five guy. So I had a little yeah. bit of money in the bank. So I, I, I went to Bamford from Davis, but I I needed point three. I had to make one more transfer. I could go from Rob Holding to Jimmy Dunn,
2: Brian.
1: Save yeah. Jimmy Dunn and go yeah, to Tyreek Mitchell. Can, yeah, I already can. have
2: Mitchell. We can talk. Yeah, we okay. can. Talk, right. So I already have Mitchell. Is this our bridge into Burnley, Southampton, or is there some other? Wow, priority? what a dull
1: match. We shouldn't talk about that this early. Okay. But go ahead. Let's just Jimmy get Dunn?
2: It. So Jimmy Dunn. Yeah, it's worth. It's. I mean, I said it. I you said last week. Don't go get Jimmy well, Dunn. I did. I said don't rush to get him, thinking that. James Tarkowski was was he played midweek. And I think that was the the immediate thought was Tarkowski was close enough that as soon as he's back, you're not going to see Jimmy Dunn. Now, uh, Tarkowski reportedly likely to join Leicester City. That's the big that is, they're ready to make their final offer. Wow. Forty million for James Tarkowski. I wonder going who he'd to be Leic-
0: taking the place of, Scott.
2: Leicester City. <laughs> Who could it be Ryan. of all the players? Ryan. It's not Cienger. So no, it's it's Johnny Evans. Yeah. Um, um, no, but Tarkowski probably likely going to Leicester if everything goes the way Leicester wants it to and probably the way Burnley wants it to. That's so one week later, money. you like Jimmy Dunn. Well, just that Ben Mee isn't anywhere close to returning to the field yet either. Listen,
1: so there is no reason – Sean Dyche, what's the one thing he's saying anytime someone puts a microphone to his mouth? What's the one thing he's saying every single time? The F word? No. Well, probably. <laughs> probably. But in what context? His we poor... need what? We need new
2: signings. Players. Yeah, we, we need, need players.
1: players. Why would you sell arguably your best player? The only way, the only reason why, is because you can
2: get forty million pounds for him, and then invest that into other players. I, I mean, mean, that really is the only. That is, it's it is it's West Ham. It's the reason why West Ham is furious that they sold Grady D in Ghana, and West Ham ownership is like. Who cares? That was a lot of money we just got <laughs> for that guy. I do that again tomorrow. And meanwhile, Diagana is doing extremely well, and all he the fans is. are furious. We'll so. get to that.
1: It's, no. it's, that's valid. Now, 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 Burn, now, Sean Dyche needs to hope that the the chairman and the board turns that into what three Burnley right, that's quality like, guys, right?
2: Burnley type guys. Yeah. Uh, no, I just think you can. You are going to be able to eke one or two more two pointers out of Jimmy Dunn. For, for 4-0. <laughs> I mean, honestly, what do you expect from them? They can't keep a clean sheet at home against Southampton, yes. who has struggled. Danny Ings
1: got the goal. Yeah.
2: And and just as a extra pin in my balloon this week, Che Adams with the assist on the Ings goal, it was perfect.
1: Yeah, but Che Adams still looks not worthy of the Premier League. No, not quite ready for sure. Uh,
2: a lot of potential. Uh, the reason why he's subbing off early, good enough to not have shane long be in there but not quite uh not quite ready the to guy. do much yeah not yeah. quite the guy yet so i understand that yeah. but um no ben me probably i i assume back he's he is tr- training he's on grass i love that <laughs> <laughs> he's on the grass
0: he's on grass Listen, uh,
2: I'm, no, I'm getting ready to do some grass i yeah. just think ben me ready you probably by the international break a lot of these guys who've been it's not a terrible matchup next week against Newcastle. It's at Newcastle, but this Burnley team—I don't, I mean, whatever four zero. I'm not going to complain.
0: Yeah. I, I need a four zero guy who's playing. Hey, look, Che
2: Adams and Danny Ings. I mean, Che Adams gets a, an assist here, but Danny Ings has dropped in price. He's eight point four.
1: I mean, this is a that's DCL a... Bamford. That's all you have to say. DCL and Bamford I, I, have gone up multiple tents. The only guys who have done so, that's everyone's forward line. And you've got to get on it. it, it this feels like the Pookie-Abraham-early-last-season duo. Call,
0: Scott. Good call.
1: DCL and Bamford are the reason. You're going from Ings to DCL, period. DCL's already gone up six more figures this week and transfers in. Sure,
2: but I'm just saying you've gotten other than week one, you've gotten returns from Danny Ing. Listen, in you're talking to weeks. the guy who had <laughs>
1: Callum like... Wilson last year and he kept giving you points in points in every week, the sure. first few weeks of the season, and my and I lost money on him. It's the same thing. It's all about what the market wants. And you know what? I still hate it. I hate it. I was going to
2: say this is shocking talk coming no, from I'm the learning. guy No, I'm learning. This is
1: me who learning. Hates the market. I hate the market, but you know what? It's part of the game. I can't beat it, so I have to join it. Yeah. Well, so guess who's he, in my front line as I sit here? DCL Bamford and Patrick and Bamford. Yeah. Has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's so
2: funny cuz I I'm so I feel like this is the first season so far that I've, you know, I've cared less about the money and i keep looking at the the players and i just think danny ing's he is doing this there's no reason to get rid of him till he Do gets you hurt. own him no well why the- not because I didn't own him to start with, he was no pri- <laughs> and he's he, avoiding
1: negative fours. Dave, he
2: was no priority for me. Where's avoiding negative fours getting you? Oh
1: wait, he got the negative eight though. He's
2: no so the, well, and so <laughs> I, I can avoid the negative fours No, four. I can <laughs> say it in this match. I mean, Che Adams was in my team. He was a he was a he was a preseason darling for a lot of people. I love the look of Che Adams at the end of last season. Again, I even talked about him in. I, I should have read my own article before I made my move. I, I got rid of Che Adams largely on market forces. I didn't want to lose a tenth on Che Adams. So I made the swap on a minus four from Che Adams to Alexander Mitrovich to play the matchup. Sure. It,
1: it was between, I, I kept Mitrovic against Villa. It was, it was
2: Mitrovic or Chris Wood. I mean, it was a strong consideration for me for Chris Wood going into this match.
1: In the end, it doesn't really matter.
2: Right. It ends up being <laughs> an assist for Che Adams and a and a two yeah. for Mitrovic. So, I yeah. mean, it, it ends up being a net of, like, minus six for me just on that one move. I want to be clear, though. If you owned
1: any Ings, you have have reason to keep him. No. If he's healthy, keep him. Oh, my gosh, yeah. They... The schedule for look, I said this a while ago, the,
2: or about Che Adams at the end of at the end of last week. The Southampton schedule here stays very good. Yep, there is nothing about the Southampton schedule that you say I need to move on from Danny. Akes.
1: All their bad matches for the first half of the season are just they're spread out. Yeah, so you're gonna want like I've got Kyle Walker Peters and he's still in my squad even as my wild card is active. Why not? Um,
2: the one thing that could really the Similarly, what I thought would have happened to Lester with Ndidi, if Musa Gineppo gets hurt for Southampton, they're already down Nathan Redmond right now. Gineppo is so good going forward for them. An amazing real life player. Yeah. Not a fantasy asset, no. but if they lose the if they lose what Gineppo brings to their attack, I think that is terrible for them.
1: If if Gineppo could get the precision of Sadio Mane, he would be amazing. Yeah, he's for just lacking sure. that little I, bit no, of I, finishing touch. I,
2: just, I mean, just for guys who are
1: danger, everyone yep. needs a he danger is. man, and he is a danger man for yes. them. They really need him to stay healthy. Last thing on this match, Burnley did sign a guy, 4.4 4 in fantasy, Dale Stevens. Oh, yeah, Dave, your guy. He played in this match. He started he in this match. He's a trusted asset. For Sean Dice, the perfect—he is the perfect Burnley player. (laughs) Very much on brand for Burnley, the Burnley brand. Uh, All right, where I wanted to go before that match and the Spurs Newcastle match, West Brom three, Chelsea three. Callum Robinson says Mason Mount, I see your twelve, and I give you thirteen fantasy points. Both of them make the dream team. Tale of two halves here. Callum
2: Robinson, uh, don't go get him. Obviously, an early substitute risk, but why not? <laughs> why? He's going to play. He's five and a half. You need a cheap guy, and you don't believe in... Callum Wilson? In, Patrick Bamford. and Patrick Bamford for some reason? Sure. Go get <laughs> Callum Robinson. I don't know. Uh,
1: first of all, the most overrated signing of the summer. I called this before the season started. You two gentlemen know this. Tiago Silva gifted Callum Robinson one of his two goals.
2: Yeah, the Chelsea defense from the start. I mean, uh, do you guys still want to heap a ton of blame on Keppa? I, I don't. I mean, I. I, honest, I mean, honestly, <laughs> you the,
1: know what was funny is as West Brom is pouring in their goals in the first half, I'm hearing Brian say what he said on the pod last week Scott, about Frank Lampard's defense.
0: There was two goalkeepers that had a small grin on their face this week. One of them, Keppa. The other one, Emiliano Martinez.
1: <laughs> as as Leno is struggling. Also, Ed Men Liverpool.
2: No, just that, like,
1: Brian. You're right. I mean, no. There, look, I think Ed Bendy is to getting point. wide-eyed and scared about yeah, what's about to face be. him.
2: Look, for me, for me, Ben Chilwell cannot start for this defense fast enough. Marcus Alonso is terrible. Marcus Alonso, obviously at fault, gives it is the is clearly at fault for the first goal, and that snowballed everything. So Marcus Alonso doesn't even make it past. So he doesn't get to 46 minutes. So that, that, that substituting Chilwell for Marcus Alonso is already a huge upgrade for them. But, but I don't know how this, this match to me seems way more about just Chelsea feeling like Chelsea and looking at West Brom and just saying, okay, next, like, Mm. I don't know how you look at this as anything other than just like looking past an opponent. West Brom sucked for the first two weeks. Chelsea comes rolling into town, and we got $10 billion worth of players. We're going to
1: steamroll these guys onto whoever's next. So, so is this I, the time I, to I buy just... then? Is this the time to buy despite the draw against West Brom? They <sighs> play Crystal Palace and Southampton next. You're, you feel good about those two opponents. You were talking to a former Timo Werner owner. And a current Reese James owner. Okay, so, so that's very interesting. Timo Werner looks like a guy who's new to the Premier League right now, right? We we the standard so, the standard thought behind new signings to the league is give them time to work their way into the league. We didn't do that with Timo Werner, and now his price is dropping. Timo Werner wins a penalty. You love that. Week one. Already you
2: feel like, all right, attacking-wise, this guy's getting into the right positions. Week two, Liverpool. Week two, Liverpool, and even despite Liverpool and down a man, draws a penalty in that match. Jorginho, he Right. Jorginho doesn't score. You're talking about two weeks where you have at least a return from Timo Werner, which is exactly why I said last week I don't understand why everyone's so quick to dump him. And, and it's the reason why. Premier League said it themselves going into this weekend. One of the highest transfers out, but captained by over eight hundred thousand people, me included. Looking at the matchup, I mean, I, that was my dilemma: was do I play the man or do I play the matchup? It was the it was a debate between Salah and Werner, and i i want I wanted ceiling. I mean, I just felt like the ceiling on Werner playing against West Brom was way higher than it was. For but Salah playing against Arsenal. Brian,
1: the reality is Chelsea scored three goals against West Brom. Right. And Werner didn't give you any of this.
2: The reason why I sold him is because, first of all, he hit the bar. So I was going to say, right. So Tammy Abraham scores or misses the easiest goal of the season.
1: Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Can and, I, can I, can I stop you?
2: And Werner hits the bar both in the first half. But, Brian,
1: yeah, Abraham, his miss is the source for this week's oh, Christian Benteke. It wasteful player of the week award This match ends 3-3. I don't even know if we've said that yet. This match ends 3-3. It could easily be forgotten that in the 12th minute Tam- Tammy Abraham missed the most open net he will ever see in his lifetime.
2: It was as though Reese James carried him carried the ball on a platter dressed as a as a concierge or a yeah. mater d'. He might as well have brought it over to his foot and placed it there for him to kick it. And he missed it. He shot it into the moon. And Berner, I mean, it was the same kind of... It was not as egregious of a miss. But it was very much a, this guy's just not... The, the boots aren't on quite yet. He puts the, puts the ball right off the bar everyone that captain Timo Werner immediately screamed as they should have. Hmm. Uh, and then the worst part was that in the second half, uh, Werner just dropped deep. He was playing much, much deeper than he was. Uh, he was playing the cane role, uh, the, the second half and it left it to Havertz and Hudson Odoi. Uh, Tammy was much more advanced cause he, Tammy ends up redeeming himself a tiny bit and getting a goal here. But, um, no, I, yeah, I just didn't like the way it ended. Chelsea's schedule is fine. It has nothing to do with that. It just had more to do with uh, I I
1: wanted to get out of Timo Werner before, again, I didn't want to lose a tenth on him. We've mentioned Reese James. Last Chelsea mention here. We've mentioned Reese James already a couple of times. We have to focus on him for just a second. Yeah. We teased this at the beginning of the podcast. Reese James got one fantasy point in this match. He sure did. We've built up our Slack workspace. This This workspace goes on 24-7 just about. We're, we're, we're getting to where we have East Coast and West Coast yeah, representation, so it's almost 24-7 at this point. And aaron league mini-league winner last year, Aaron, says, Reese James gets a yellow card. Yeah. His club concedes three goals. He's a mm-hmm. defender. He gives you no offensive returns. His one point is a bonus point. Yep. Ryan. Yes, do you want to know why? I would love to know why. In a segment we like
2: to call I love Reese James. (laughs) Reese James, exactly like you said, one yellow, no attacking return, three goals conceded, one bonus point. Want to know why? Six key passes, two more than Mason Mount had in the match. He had two tackles. He had a clearance. He had a block. He touched the ball 130 times, more than anyone else in the match. He was 95.2% accurate on 103 passes, by far the most passes that anyone attempted in the match. He supplied 19 Did you hear what I said? He had 19 crosses. Five of them were accurate. No other Chelsea player had more than one accurate cross. Only Darnell Furlong from West Brom had more than that, and he had two. He played seven long passes and was accurate on all seven of them. When I have screamed over and over again about why these kinds of stats matter, it's because they matter for bonus points specifically. It's something we've talked about before. These things pile up, and it's the only thing that makes sense for why a striker can come on for, like Enkedia did last, last week and play seven minutes, score a goal, and get all the bonus points. And I think it's because, well, in that case striker bonus the bonus for a, a striker goal is higher than it is for any other position on the on the pitch but i think what happens for players over the course of the match they get a lot of the negative bonus point system points as well so they have interceptions they're dispossessed they have mm, they you know, they kick the ball out of bounds they miss shots or whatever it is where if a guy comes in and he's accurate on a few passes but scores a goal there's nothing to, detr- to, to detract from what he gets in bonus points. So as much as it was weird, that in, to me it still was weird that Nketiah got all three last week. But in this case, Reese James just was clearly the guy that
1: they were running every single thing. So when Aaron mentioned it, it was a a derogatory term against the bonus point system. But you're saying this is a system that's working.
2: Yeah, I'm saying that this is absolutely the the defensive stuff. Like two tackles, a clearance on a block is worth minimal. But it's everything else. I mean, it's all of the other stuff. And compared to anyone else, there was no other player. A guy I thought would deserve a bonus point in this match, I'm surprised he didn't get it, was Mateus Pereira, Dave Oh, so, Mateus Pereira, yet another return from Mateus yeah, Pereira. Yeah, he's know. had 10
1: and 5. So, here's my question. I'm sitting on my active wild card. And the West Brom's schedule opens up now. I mean, it's they got awesome. through Leicester, Everton, and Chelsea. And he gave you returns in two of those matches. Yeah. Now it's Southampton, Burnley. a struggling Burnley, Brighton, who is very bright, Fulham, yeah. and a slumping Spurs. I kind of want Mateus Pereira in my wild card team other than west brom what reason
2: is there to not like the guy
1: he's performing in spite of I, west I brom i thought he
2: was the best player on the pitch of all of both teams
1: if it wasn't for leeds i think we'd be talking more about how fun west brom are despite how bad they are
2: they're funner than they should be
1: Mateus it pereira, really makes fulham look can we even revisit worse.
2: the stutter dud on pereira from last week i love i think he is such a did i say dud
1: uh, what did i say you said dud for sure. Dud, uh, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking about no, bringing that, him in. Hey, that kid's good. I've got three premium midfielders in my wildcard squad. Come on, Brian. Brian,
0: would you, do you want him or
2: Potence? But Pereira. Potence, Potence is 5-0. Is Potence makes me nervous only, only because of the Assuming yellow tri- triangle. Is Pereira 6? Is Pereira 6? Pereira I mean, no. six. is 6 No, Pereira is six
0: I'm staring at it. It's 6.
2: Pereira, Mateus Pereira from West Brom
1: Albion is, 6.0 is
2: 6.0 six point zero. Dollars. Are you sure?
1: I swear my life. I'm looking at it too. It's six. Okay,
2: no, and it's yeah. So the do you need that point five somewhere? If you don't need the point five, no, I just I mean, think
0: potence has a greater upside. Look,
2: Wolves' schedule is is similarly golden, and you think you like the attack. I'm sure we'll get to the match here in an hour or so. But I mean, I just think that uh, I. Potence is in my team. I'm hesitant to sell him. But, I no, I love Pereira. Right. I think he's
0: outstanding. Keep this train moving. Harvard
2: should have gotten uh, – the goal should have been disallowed. Chelsea should have lost this match 3-2. to two.
1: If you're West Brom, are you happy that you got a point against Chelsea or are you disappointed with the draw?
0: You, the way that game shaped out, you're disappointed with the draw if you're West Brom.
1: Yeah, it's one of those where uh, Slavin Bilic is going to have to do a little bit of selling to get his team to be excited about the fact that they stole a point from a match they probably weren't expecting one in. This weekend started, we should have known what was to come because the weekend started with Brighton 2, Manchester United 3. Now, the lone player to make the Dream Team was Bruno Fernandes, which is something that is worthy of discussing. But, of course, all the story was about how Bruno Fernandes got on the Dream Team which was the late Neil Mope handball call. How many minutes of extra time can there be past the minutes of extra time? You know what? I mean, am I, do, am I remembering this right? I mean, wasn't the match called and then VAR was reviewed? Right, which apparently can happen. Listen, can I tell you, I put down four words in my notes for this match. Can I tell you right now what they are? Because is a... good guess, but no.
2: Okay, that's what it should have been. <laughs> it's Hol- better. Holy, f- <laughs> with seventeen exclamation points that count
1: as a word. You... No, here are my here's what I put down for this match. VAR, which I'm counting as a word, gets three points. They nailed it. Neil Mopé, that was a handball. Yeah, no doubt. No yeah. doubt it was a handball. Yeah. And I, I love that they were able to come back to it, even though Brighton was upset because they thought the match was over. I hate it when players argue after a referee has gone to the monitor and made sure he got it right. They still want to argue. There I was only, that so much. There
2: was only one player not arguing that. Was, Neil Mopé. Well, he
1: was, busy, he was busy crying. He feel, actually
2: was crying. <laughs> the irony of ironies is Malpé opens right. the
0: match. With a goal. And then does the crying. And and not only does he open with a goal, he has the John Stones to panenka David De Gea.
2: And then do a crying. And then after he does, as he's
0: running over to the non fans in the stands. He ha- puts his hands yeah, puts cry up band. to his I eyes know, I saw and, r- and yes. kind of wrang- wrangles them like, like you're wiping <laughs> like, away. Wham, wham, like, wah, yeah, wah, exactly. yep, Like, wah, wah, wah. Like, you bunch of crybabies from United. I just stomped on your I throat. am not a
2: Manchester United fan, per se. The biggest issue of all to me is that Donnie Beek played a ball from out of bounds prior to. Really? Yeah, that should not have been a corner. It should have been a goal kick. I didn't it know was, this. It was not looked at. The ball
1: there.
0: Oh, VAR was bottled again for uh, a United
2: or Liverpool team. Shocker!
0: The, I b- don't think
1: they can call that. The ball because that looked, led to the corner, the ball, not directly right. to the goal. They
0: can That's not reviewable.
2: The ball was yeah. over the line. So that's not a
1: VAR. So VAR right. is still okay. Yeah,
2: that to me, if there's a but reason, but reason for, you're not wrong. If there's a reason for Manchester United fans to be, uh, do you know what that is a reason be, for? That's a aside, reason really for good.
1: more than one referee on the pitch. Yeah. Again, I come back to it. We're sitting here at a time when we're about to begin the NBA Finals. That tiny little baby court gets three referees, and they still do instant replay as well. And you're going to tell me that massive soccer pitch only requires one referee on the pitch? I get it. you got two guys with flags running the touch lines. I don't care. This... There are way too many calls like that where yeah. if you had a referee in different zones of the pitch, mm-hmm. put three referees on the pitch Pre- and give them different zones, you're not going to have that problem. Hey, that's guys, not going to be a problem. You
0: know, what, you know what no one has ever said? You know, we kind of got too many
2: officials on the field. Look, somebody's pointed it out. <laughs> Even
1: anyone who looks at the NFL. If they can fit seven on the pitch. I was going a
2: smaller field too. Yeah. That, I mean, with way more, it feels like way more people.
1: And the same number of players. And it's it's 11 on 11. Players. And they put seven referees on, on the, the field, field. A smaller field. I'm sorry. We are not going to, all, like, it's in the name of our podcast, FPL America, okay? Obviously, we bring that perspective to the league. We love the league. We don't want to change the heart of what the Premier League provides us. The Premier League is my favorite sports league in the world, but I'm sorry, there are some things that you can come down off your British high horse mm. and get a little bit better at. Mm, come on. And that is how you handle your refereeing. I hear you. And how many you put on the field. Right. Other than that,
2: was there anything? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> <it's look. laughs>
1: well, listen, I have, you know, Dave said it about Leeds. I've got a soft spot in my heart for yeah, Graham I'm, Potter's Brighton. I'm, what? I'm, Neil Mope hey. aside, this is fun. Here's Leandro Trossard love- is like the, the, the my favorite non Liverpool player. Do you
2: remember also from last week? I yes, know. I do. I, I, stud I do. Or dud. Listen, you I said, said it, I said it last week. And what I did said I say? It, you know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> that I know how this sounds, and I know what kind of an anti cheerleader I've been here for trash birds. But man, oh man, Leandro Trossard three. Woodworks. Oh, three
1: I know. Woodworks. Scott's stat of the day was almost five, which is the number of times Brighton as a club uh, hit a, the wood. That
2: is a great stat. Uh, to me, that was the story of the match is that the Brighton front three of Leandro Trossard, Aaron Connolly, and Neil Mopay, I'd say, pretty thoroughly outperformed the front three of Anthony Martial. Marcus rashford and and Mason Greenwood I, United
1: they, is not great yet how is, they're not how, last seasons how is United Neil Malpe
2: yet?
0: gonna let's, let's talk about him quickly he's got 16 and eight in his last two weeks
1: penalties
2: goals or goals points are i
1: goals. I totally agree he he's a guy you bring in if your thought process is penalties
2: um I would say too uh I have this here uh I have this here ready to go because I I was curious about this from last season it is definitely worth remembering that Neil Mope finished finished the 2019-2020 season 7th overall in shots in the Premier League. He finished with 96 shots. Yeah. More than Marcus Rashford? He had more shots last season than Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. He was 3 shots away from tying Roberto Firmino, Kevin De Bruyne and Raheem Sterling with 99. Neil Mope was prolific last season. He's and
1: not going away this season.
2: And no, I don't think he is. Yeah. That front he, three
1: of Trossard, Connolly, and mope they're going to do stuff this Dave, season. Trossard, my fear after this match. And
0: those are the three Oompa Loompas.
1: Uh, listen, mean, they my fear. <laughs> uh, stack sure. <laughs> them, stack Tro- them on
0: top of each other. You might get a six foot man. Trossard They are, they are, good. Trossard they are so Connelly, good. Trossard and Connolly. Trossard
2: and Connolly for sure. Yeah. Uh, Trossard's got a bit of uh, Ozal face. A little bit of that uh, sunken, yeah. kind of... Yeah, st- a little bit. Sallow uh, sort uh, of... Uh, like Adam's family dad look. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying.
1: My fear after this match was that Brighton would slump because of how they lost the point here. I mean, they thought they had a point, and then they lost it in, in tragic fashion. Right call, but of course, if you're Brighton and you're a Brighton fan, it's tragic how that happened. You think the match is over, and then all of a sudden it's not, and you lose the point. My only... Fear in the at the end of this match was that they would start, they would slump, right? They'd lose the magic that they have right now, okay. and I, I can only hope that that is not what happens here. All right, Well, we'll find out.
2: United backline uh, a bit shabby. Uh, they they allowed nineteen shots here, five of them on target.
1: Is that a joke about Harry Maguire's uh, fitness? A bit flabby. <laughs>
0: Let's breeze uh, this. Victor,
1: Victor... There's no one
0: in the defense you want.
2: Victor Damien Lindelof is not... Right. Uh, <laughs> is not a... Quality player here, and I'm sure Not Manchester right United is tired Look, of this. There's three you players you that cannot are worth own. You cannot own Aaron Wan-Bissaka. You okay. cannot. I
1: mean, you because can't, of who he's associated with in that back line, you right?
2: Cannot right? You cannot own Luke Shaw. You cannot own any of these right. guys. You get bailed out if you own Maguire. You get
1: bailed out by an assist here.
0: Look, Fernandez. Fernandez. Uh, it- through right. two
1: weeks has fourteen points. Dave, you say the word mojo more than anyone else in this yeah. podcast. United through two matches has poor mojo. Yeah, Chelsea, forget the Chelsea three doesn't points have here.
0: Great mojo. Uh, United doesn't have great mojo. Believe it or not, regardless of Spurs results, Spurs look better this week than they have in recent weeks. Surprisingly, I, but the way I, they I, lost, Chelsea, I
2: like Spurs. I like, I frankly, as a Spurs fan, as my second and a half team. <laughs> Team One A subset uh, fandom uh, B plus <laughs>
1: Spurs. I like. I Funnily like enough, that's probably as accurate as he's ever been. I like yeah.
2: Spurs body language. I like the way they I reacted. I, I'm 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 more impressed by them. I'm not as concerned as far as their situation and their body language. Manchester United, for whatever reason, just looked kind of tired, except Marcus Rashford, who was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I thought
1: about you, because you're a Rashford supporter. I should have thought about me. Love, I own him. I was going
2: to say, yes, that I do. was the first thing I thought was that Dave had him. Uh, Marcus Rashford's goal was ridiculous. ridiculous hey, right now, goal. I got
0: a golden ticket in my butt, and everyone I'm picking is just perfect. So I should just tell everyone, like, because it's happened for two weeks in a row and it probably won't happen for a third. Where's he getting his
1: information from? (laughs) It's this podcast. Also, why is he putting his golden ticket there?
0: uh, Yeah, why? (laughs) Safe. It's safe in
2: there, Scott. Scott's question of the day. (laughs) Why are you doing that? Uh, uh, Bruno Fernandez, three touches in the opponent box here, including his penalty kick. Bruno Fernandez is if you are reliant on Bruno Fernandez kicking penalties, I don't know how great of a strategy that is. I, I look, I and also Bruno Fernandez this week saying we have a lot of capable penalty takers. If somebody has the confidence, I'm happy I'm happy to step aside for Rashi, for Tony, for Paul Pogba. Like this is not a guarantee that Bruno is going to take the penalties. I think if it comes down to pressure kick like this, if it was something where if you're up two goals, maybe Bruno gets yeah, it Yeah, that's to definitely if they or if it's even in a one goal game, if if Anthony Martial wins the penalty, they might all say you're on it. You take it, Tony. You know, or Rashford wins the penalty, he could definitely defer to someone else. He is not the set in stone penalty taker. But, like you saw here, he is a clutch penalty taker. And so, I mean, maybe you get, sure, you're going to get more of these. Of course, he's going to kick more penalties this season. Not so. that anyone cares. Can I can I say that I don't
0: like how Ole Gunnar Solskjaer uh, manages from looking at an iPad?
1: I know. I hate it. Uh, no, I hate it. He, they scored that first and goal, and all like he an did iPad. was sit and look at the like, screen. Yeah, what I the hated hell it. Is I agree. That? He's got to. He's got to have a presence. I, I'm sorry, but I put a lot into the manager's.
0: Presence. I just feel like. That's a failing presence. Yeah, Scott, agreed. Like a good word to put on it. Yeah, That's
1: a failing presence. 100% agree. Good luck that, United. That was
2: the uh, NBC Sports folks. Uh, really pointed. did they say it was something one about of the that? that was one of the Rebecca Low lowdown questions. Is Ole <sighs> Gunnar Sol- is is Solskjaer the the man? Is he the guy for Manchester United? And I think everyone kind of agrees probably not.
1: No, he's only still there because he was was okay last year. He's only still there. Because uh, he's he's locked right, let's, in. Let's, let's, again, Last
2: segment it, for me. Uh, the the uh, segment we like to call uh, "Guys Who Are Throwing Their Hat in the Ring" for your fifth midfielder consideration. Uh, welcome to the uh, welcome to the segment, Solly March, five hmm. He led everyone in uh, in the match here with five shots. Uh, just his goal, his only goal, his only shot on target was the goal, but he had one of uh, Brighton's five woodwork hits here. Um, he takes the corners on the right side. He drew 3 fouls here. Solly March is uh, Interesting. He's, he's a
1: consideration. I don't I'm going to keep my eye on him. I don't him. fault
2: you for uh, So if I'm wild carding.
1: I, I need I need someone to enable uh, my midfield. My, look, I well, I have a
2: guy who is the guy and uh, Solly March is a, a I'm just saying he is a consideration. You you have to look at it after a performance like this. He is playing well and he's
1: cheap. I have a guy that's better than this for me. I kind of Sol- want Pereira as a fourth midfielder. Solly March could give me the ability as a fifth midfielder. If to do you that. like this mojo, I love Brighton's mojo of Brighton. Then yeah,
2: Solly I, March. I, Solly March is gonna. He look. I said anyone who's taking free kicks, if that's corners, if that's a if that's a set piece, after a foul, you you have a you have a chance on, for guys that are doing that. Right. Solly
0: March is doing that. Right. Thank thanks for that. Appreciate that. For me, look, I have a rule. I have a few rules in Fantasy Premier League. No one I has have... nickname ends
2: in L Y. <laughs> almost. Too feminine. Almost. Dave a, Smith. Almost Solomon <laughs> Sully March will never be a part of the David Smith no. Fantasy Premier League. That actually
0: squad. is more intelligent reason than mine is. And this is not a Fantasy <laughs> Premier League. This is not a Fantasy Fantasy football, American football podcast. I thought you'd like
2: my impression. But
0: one up. of my, one of my, that is very good. One of my rules uh-huh. in American fantasy football is never to own a Cincinnati Bengal okay. and never to own, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and never to own <laughs> Man. a Los Angeles, Oakland, Las Vegas Raider. A, those are great rules. I That's one rule that, that. covers Not both those teams. Not this year. Well, the Jacobs players. is fantastic. Is a stud of a player. Anyways. So anyway, that kind of goes to Brighton. I don't own Brighton players brighton's my is my that's my I, i'm just not gonna own them
1: they might be okay this isn't chris Hughton's brighton anymore
0: yeah whatever grand potter Schmatter, harry
1: potter let's <laughs> like roll on all right i wish it was harry Potter's <laughs> brighton. there are there are two clubs we've waited way too long to discuss holy smack west ham crushed wolves arthur masuaku and Jared Bowen. You, this is your favorite team. game of the weekend, Brian. It's All the, I, it is the other absolutely Shocker. Joke. That's yeah. your other shocker, Are you right?
2: serious? What kind of result? 4-0. 4-0. Oh.
1: <laughs> can, can, oh. can I just ask the question? Is it any coincidence that this happened while David Moyes was in isolation? <laughs> no.
0: Wow. Good call, Scott. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that one. Look, Sheesh.
1: As if the Leicester score wasn't
2: unbelievable enough. I hope everyone enjoyed the the Jared
1: Bowen Pablo Fornals show. I mean that's all I mean it was Jared Bowen. I love Jared Bowen. Yeah, I I can't I, bring I can't, I don't have the guts to bring him into my fantasy lineup I say, but I love that guy.
2: Jared Bowen who's 6'3", he dropped 0.2 since the first week of the season. Uh Fornals two assists. Holler's goal is is pointless whatever. Mas, Masuaku's assist is pointless. Uh Congratulations, everyone who went after a Wolves asset here. Jimenez, a huge <laughs> transfer in. Potence, like they said, nine times the ownership from week one to week three for Daniel Potence, including me. Including I, my, me. My moves, my minus eight this week was one move avoiding a, t- a loss of money, two moves putting my mouth where my money is. Mm. Is that the expression? I think that works. I put my mouth and my money in the same place. I got it. (laughs) I I got it backwards. The point is... I liked it. (laughs) Was there any sense that potence was a... An Injury risk this week. No, Does anyone
1: remember a triangle? No, was there any
2: discussion of the possibility Look, of our new fishing? best friend Ben Dennery didn't know about it? So, if he doesn't know about it, then how am I supposed to know about it? Not on the team, not even on the bench. I to me, you just think a shoulder injury is not the kind of thing. Does this Wait, roll out of bed wrong? He Uh, walked into a closet door? The human shoulder injury plays for Wolves. Adama Traore is a shoulder injury, and he was playing. Listen,
1: I I, I hate it. We need an injury protocol, but Nuno Espirito Santo just did what every manager should be doing in the absence of an actual protocol. Not saying anything. And that is to hide the fact that this has happened so that you don't know how to prepare for my club.
2: It's really, the only really thing—the only thing you can hope is if you have him, Dave. If you're wild card, if you're—are you wild carding? No, hell no. So Potence hopefully returns to training this week. That was the—that was the way Nuno said it. To me, any injury that's significant enough to keep you off the bench in week three. Knowing that international break is after week four makes me nervous about anyone that it has does. an injury. It, I'm going to start him against Fulham, but I'll have a bench player to come in. So right, Eric Mitchell, I'm, just like everyone else. Right, so exactly. So puns a late scratch here. Jimenez right. repays all of his new owners with a big fat zero on his own goal. I mean, there's, uh, Saiz goes up in price. Uh, you get, finally, anyone who held Venegra going into this match. He actually starts absolutely useless for you. I know I was nervous when I saw a was starting this match. So uh some people uh went to Samedo. His uh new signing yeah. Samedo jump, jumps right in probably in the place where Potens would have been and he gets you also exactly nothing. And so no one no one is good here. They are all terrible. Hammers absolutely hammer the Wolves and yeah. uh and it was it was the Jared Bowen show. Uh Michael Antonio extremely unlucky uh to come away with nothing here. The guy to me, I I wrote about it. Scott, you saw it. Dave, you saw it. To me, Antonio still can benefit. I said, You don't like the matchup. It's not ideal, this matchup against Wolves. Antonio should have left here with something. Antonio is still less. Sure. And now they get to play uh, in the next two weeks. They get to play uh, at Leicester, at Tottenham, Spurs, and Leicester. I I mean, I don't see any. Antonio should still be a consideration, I think. For people, especially if you still have the him. schedule makers hated West Ham this no, year, yeah. by the way. West, oh, I'm, it's terrible. I'm not
1: going near West Ham.
2: Look, the the way I said it, it is written in stone for the, and the internet has no, it has a forever memory. It's there. If the West Ham that showed up last week against Arsenal, against Arsenal, shows up again. There's no reason that Antonio doesn't get returns as long That's as he's fair. healthy. Antonio was uh, was awesome in this match. He just didn't, just didn't get you. To me, Scott, the guy who uh, that matters is Socek. He's the in a segment <laughs> only I want to call Thomas Sochak the number one fifth midfielder, a viable player in any match that he plays in anyway. Well, the way he scores his goals can happen against anyone. A, he's 5-0. B, four touches in the box here against Wolves. They were all shots. I want a guy whose only touches in the box are shots, especially if it's Socek. Two big chances this week. Only Lacazette and Vardy had more than he did. I want you to know this because this is important. Thomas Socek has 10 shots so far this season. He is tied for the fourth most of anyone in the Premier League in shots. He has the same number of shots as Timo Werner and Raul Jimenez have this wow, season. That's crazy. All seven of seven of his ten shots have been in the box. It is tied with the same number of shots in the box as Wilfred Zaha. There is no other player in the Premier in FPL whose price starts with a five that is in the top 15 of any of the categories I just said. Thomas Socek, I know what my fantasy Premier League team name <laughs> I was is. Get to that. But the fact is, Socek is the guy. He is your fifth midfield enabler, and he is a guy that you can feel comfortable playing in any match. I love Thomas Socek. I love this guy. Mm. You're,
1: you're selling me. You're definitely selling mm. me. I'm sitting on my wild card. I'm just
2: telling you. The numbers for him, to me, like, if I was picking just based on numbers, Harvey Barnes and Thomas Sochek would be no-brainer number five and number four in my team. I, they have just been so unbelievable do with, you like with Barnes, the numbers.
0: Do you like Barnes better than James Rodriguez? That's the guy at, at the same price point that I think is probably
2: best at that price point. I know you're going to be surprised by this, but my answer is, Nias. Yes. <laughs>
0: Whoever you have, stick with. Is that, I love is Harvey
2: that... Barnes. I own, I own Hamas Rodriguez and the, the Everton, uh, the Everton offense train is just rolling here. So I look, it would be way more matchup dependent for me, okay. for Harvey Barnes in combination with stats. I feel like you need a lesser coverage here. Okay. So whether it's Vardy or whether it's Harvey Barnes, I don't fault you either way. Dennis Pratt got hurt. We saw him at the end. Yeah. Hopefully he's okay. Yeah. Because that that doesn't help them given their mm-hmm. other injuries. But like, yeah, I mean, check To me, this is. You're, I don't think the the debate is between Sochek and Harvey Barnes. I feel like the debate is between whether you keep Dale Stevens or have Sochek. Whether you keep Potence or I'll have Socek. Say, or Socek. If you're 5.5 or healthy, 6 I guy, yeah, I, that's that's the debate. Socek okay, should, right. be a, should be uh should be a consideration. Fifth. He should be your fifth midfielder. I don't know why I don't have him. All right.
1: I could have both. You could have both. Absolutely could have both. Why couldn't you have both? All right, quick question. Potence and Sochek, or Helder Costa and Dale Stevens. They add up to the same price.
0: Potence and Socek for me.
2: Yeah, I don't know how you don't pick that.
1: Okay. Well, you might have just uh, helped determine my wild card team. Aston Villa is the other I'm, club we I'm need getting, to discuss.
2: Like, I'm getting so past. <laughs> <laughs> I can't
1: make these moves. It's, uh, it's so it's so
2: frustrating. Anyway. Uh, Wait, so what are you doing with Wolves?
1: You nervous here? I think you you treat it like City. I think it's a one-off. It's a one-off. I think it's a one-off. Same as Man me. City. Okay.
2: Wolf's schedule does not change. It is unbelievable. It's wolf wolf's schedule's great and, and this is uh, this is a shocker and uh, hopefully it doesn't stay. I'm well.
0: I'm sticking with them.
1: Aston Villa on Monday proved that even Aston Villa is worthy of playing, if you have any of their assets, God, against told Fulham.
0: Don't you, Villa's on the up.
1: Against Fulham. So, now, it Connor Hurrahan and Tyrone Mings make the dream team. But mm-hmm. well, let's not lose sight of, even though they've only played two matches, Miliano Martinez is the top-scoring goalkeeper in all of fantasy right now. Mings and Kanza are number two and number three in defender scoring. And now they're about to play Liverpool. The season's about to start.
0: Hey, hey last two times
2: Martinez has seen Liverpool, he's won.
1: A, that was with an Arsenal back line in front of him. Uh,
2: the manager hot seat is occupied by one manager right now.
1: It shouldn't be that way. It's not Scott Parker's fault. Who
2: else gets the blame if players play at below championship yes. level? Yes, wow. I agree. That's, that's, point, that's where you go.
1: But I think it says something that the Fulham owner came out and said, we will get more players. We need more players. I'm very sorry. He didn't come out and say, we need a different manager. He acknowledged we sure. don't have the players that need to be played. And Scott Parker tried a different formation in this match. He's doing everything he can. This with is a he, very with who he has. This sure. is a very smart man who recognizes we're not good enough with four defenders. We're going to go out with five, and it wasn't good enough against Villa. This is this is I'm going I'm to make a bold statement. This is zero percent Scott Parker's fault. But I get it. It's easier to place one manager than eleven players. Totally understand. You lose at
2: home to Arsenal in the opener. No one. There's
1: semi excuse for that. You
2: concede four against your championship rival. Leads on the road. I think you immediately start to say, "What the heck?" You lose at at home to a team who added, other than Emiliano Martinez. Uh, ollie watkins and that is it and you get this thrashed i think immediately that there is no there is no reason that the questions don't get asked and now you have to go to wolves and then sheffield and then crystal palace this is not
1: scott parker's fault i know i'm just just saying
2: there's no one on fulham we're
0: owning let's just let's just relegate them all sure there is
2: tons of people in Mitrovic. I own. I own Mitrovic. Okay.
1: I've come off him Have already. Have a good
2: talk with yourself and ask yourself why. <laughs> because Mitrovic, no matter what, was still he took the most shots here. He
1: is Fulham's guy. He, he is the Danny the Ings guy. of Fulham.
2: And if we're talking about penalty takers, who takes Fulham's penalties? Are they Can not... they draw one?
1: Right. That's exactly it. That but is it, the when question. they do, even if they're losing five nil, when they do, Mitrovic will take it.
2: Right, he had six shots in this match. Now, no with way. that said, Bamford's he's out.
1: Bamford's at a 5'7". Yes, I've taken Bamford sure. in for Mitrovic as part of my wild card. So, listen, but I had Mitrovic through these first three weeks, and it worked out okay. Yeah. He didn't drop in price. I got the returns last week. I'm not upset, but now I'm sure. going to Bamford to make sure that I get all the remaining tens that Bamford goes up.
2: No, I no, I absolutely should not have made the move that I did to get him. I was, I look, I was sucked in by a brace last week that included a penalty, and it was playing at home against Aston Villa. I, I get, get it. it, I get it, I get that Villa has tightened up. I get that Emiliano Martín, Emiliano Martín, he's the
0: best goalkeeper in the league. I've been waiting to say this. Hey, I'll swear on my life that guy's
2: the best goalkeeper in the friggin' league. He's a bit lucky here. If it's not for a Mitrovic push here, it's three one, and we're not talking about Emiliano Martinez, the best goalkeeper in the in that He's got true. some That's weird of special Reed, They were overturn, and it was, and away it was from largely him. because Emiliano Martinez made a an error. It would have been an error on he doesn't Martinez. make errors. Oh, he made an error here because <laughs> he did not he he dumped up a ball that came right to him that dropped right to Bobby Reed in front of goal. He was not offside. It was entirely because of a light touch in the back from, right, from Mitrovic. You know how big Mitrovic is. That nice triangle-shaped man. Yes. Uh, no, I look. The, everything here was Villa assets and whether or not you believe in Grealish. Uh, hey, look, I, I, look, I'm not to drag the... Yes, M- please. Not, not to drag, drag the article. Not to drag the midfielder preview into this, yes. but remember how John McGinn, how good John McGinn was to, at the beginning of last season. All of a sudden, he's kind
0: of there again.
2: Two assists here, uh, just a, as a reminder, in per ninety minutes. So I want to do I want to use that measurement because McGinn missed so long with his injury. His injury was serious last year. It completely derailed him in a really good season. Per ninety minutes last season, John McGinn averaged more shots, averaged more shots on target, and and created more big chances than Jack Grealish did. Okay, so John McGinn or Sochick. I think you're still probably going cheaper here. Money seems to be John
0: McGinn or Potence? I can't,
2: I for me I can't make it. I think it's a toss up. I don't I can't fault you either way here. Scott. Uh, you, do you like the Villa Mojo? Dave, I do like the Villa Mojo so John Liverpool.
1: The, my my argument, my make argu- four is Liverpool. I'm I, don't, a, love the li- I listen, don't love the. Listen, you, you use transfers to make your club better. You're not going to transfer in a Villa player now. That's not right. going to make your club right. better right Absolutely now.
2: Absolutely not. And you're not chasing. You're not chasing. Hopefully, you're not chasing these points. If you're reshaping, and there's a sense Fair that enough. you're you're going to buy John McGinn and say I, I'll he's going to be on the bench anyway for me. I'm just going to take the matches after this. McGinn could get something against Liverpool. Right. There's Fair no enough. reason he can't. I'm Fair just saying that John McGinn, I to me the argument was I didn't understand why McGinn was owned so much less than Jack Grealish when McGinn stayed the same price and Grealish went up a pound and a half. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that to me was the that was my argument for McGinn was just like McGinn was awesome last year, and Grealish jumped up to seven pounds. They kept McGinn the same price that he was last season. Right. So you see it here. McGinn was in great positions. He gets two assists. Uh, I thought McGinn was awesome in this match, and you know, Hurrahan is the one who benefits ultimately the most here.
1: Briefly discussed Sheffield and Leeds earlier. Meslier we did not discuss. More he was the highest highest scoring goalkeeper in this match. Meslier. Anything else from Wolves that we want to discuss? We know Sheffield's not off to a great start. Leeds, I said Wolves. Leeds, give you anything else that you want to discuss here? No, Bamford.
0: Bamford we we is, know what we know. Bamford and, is and one of the I'm two. I'm not faulting anyone from Wait, are you to... going
1: back to Leeds, or are you just... We haven't talked about that match yet. We oh. didn't talk about Meslier.
0: I, I like Bamford, obviously. I, I'm trying to figure out oh, a way to yeah. get him in. I think his price is just going to continue to go up.
1: Yeah, exactly. You got to get then, that money.
0: You know, I don't fault anyone for going to uh, click Indoor Costa. Neither one of them kind of scoring return this week, but they did the first two weeks. So they're a fun team to watch. I'm willing to kind of adopt them as my second rooting interest. I really enjoyed watching their match this past week. They got a bunch of young guys who get after it. I love the mad scientist Beesla. As he's concocting...
1: Bielsla, Bielzla. What's his name? Bielsla, Bielzla. As Be-els-la. he's
0: concocting, he, he's got his chemistry I set out over wrong. there. He's got his chemistry set out, and he's like uh-huh. pouring and making concoctions.
1: Bourbon act adds extra L's to my names, apparently. Bamford just can't stop scoring, and... I,
2: I mean, yeah, you're probably nervous as you're watching it stay nil nil later and later oh, that kid in the match. Needs like one chance. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. If he, that's why I said if you can do it against Liverpool, you can do it against anybody. I, I, Leeds is uh, the fact that they tightened up and that Sheffield kind of stinks. Is uh, I'm more nervous about Sheffield here. Bamford's an obvious choice. It's more about do you just do you just stick with your Sheffield defender? Do you stick with? Ramsdale, do you you know Jack O'Connell is going to be out for a long period of time here? I think O'Connell, I think he blew his the knee. The answer out. about Ramsdale's, no. so that so that does not help as for stability here. You might want to look at replacements for for him. Or you, you need to, but um, no, I to me Sheffield, uh, this
1: is turmoil. I, until you see it, I mean, I don't think you can have anyone. Yeah, here, and Chris but... Wilder is not a manager who's good with turmoil. I'm sorry, it, it's obvious. It was obvious last year. He rode the wave like everybody else on that squad. This is not going to go well. 15th place, Sheffield. It's, it's already happening in front of us. The only match we haven't discussed yet is Crystal Palace and Everton. Handball's galore. Joel Ward, of course. We've already discussed the handball topic. DCL, the essential DCL, gives you another goal in this match. His price only continues to go up. Tyrek Mitchell is the guy from Crystal Palace that everybody's going to is this year's, you know, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, you know, that, that discount forward that, uh, ironically, Wan-Bissaka was on Crystal Palace when he was, yeah. you know, the Tyrek Mitchell Only love for Tyrek Mitchell right now. Absolutely. All love. Yeah. But here's the guy that's not getting discussed and probably should be. Andrew Townsend. I know. Andres Townsend continues to perform. He's yet, one of the few guys who's given you returns in all three matches. Yet another, uh,
2: yet another one of Dave's duds. That should be a segment, Dave's duds. Hey, what
0: de he do? He did another good week. That's not going to keep up.
1: Eight nine five at 6.0 in the midfield. I know. Of all the discount midfield options, are you not considering Andres Townsend? It's not like Crystal uh, Palace's schedule is terrible. I mean, you have at Chelsea. Oh no! The, the, but then. Look and they'll at, give up a goal.
2: Look at what's look at what Zaha transfers are doing here right now. Zaha's hugely transferred in.
1: Who predicted that? And it's that largely Zaha?
2: it's largely because and the schedule is a is a huge help Absolutely. here. Absolutely. And schedule even, matters. Even with Chelsea still for whatever reason rating red.
1: Here, yeah. Yeah. To no way. Fantasy Zaha primarily. and Townsend are both in the top 5 in overall midfielder scoring right now.
2: Yeah, uh I again I think that you're probably going to go to the more attacking guy. You get a, you get nothing here from uh, Zaha
1: in this match, but since the start of this pod by the way, Zaha's gone up another 10th.
2: Yeah, 7.2 for uh, for Zaha. No, I, like they I look see what happens in a match when they don't have Jeffrey Schlapp. They lose 2 to 1. No, uh, th- I I let you like a lot about this. Uh you don't like the way that they lost. Um you know, I think you're probably patient for if you're a Zaha owner. I mean, if you already had him, I don't know why, you know, people tend to react to blanks. And so uh, Zaha was busy in the box, but I just don't know. Look, at Chelsea, Brighton, at Fulham. and their Screw next, me. Bamford went up a tenth. And, and their next three. How do, I don't know how you don't hold. A, I'm or, so or, happy
1: I wild carded when I did.
2: Dang it.
0: Sorry. I completely derailed what you said.
2: No. I'm, I'm d- sorry. I'm. Freaking
0: just looked at this. No. Price has just changed live out during the pod here, and freaking Bamford. I was gonna make that move, and I just never hit save. God bless son of a. Uh,
2: the though another thing that you're gonna have. Uh, I'm I as we sit here, I can't say for sure. I'm not exactly uh, sure about what the status of Luka Milivojevich is. But Luka Milivojevich, if Bench. he if he's out there. Right, I mean, this has been a fitness issue with him. I mean, it's been an injury recovery thing. I don't think he's better than like James McCarthy or that he's worse than James McCarthy. I just don't think he's been dumped for someone else. I, I think once he's back out there you, uh, until he's back out there, assume that it's Zaha probably taking over penalty duties, so that's another reason that you that you own him. I don't know how much longer that's going to last though, but You know, that yeah, on the on the Crystal Palace side of the ball. But on the on the Everton side, look, I said it this week. I feel like all of the main attacking guys are a bargain at their current price. Calvert Lewin obviously just keeps doing it. This is the first week he gets outscored by Richarlison, though. And it's because Richarlison gets a penalty. Richarlison takes the penalty here. I think that is significant. Because Everyone was out there that mattered. Gilfie Sigurdsson, maybe if Gilfie's out there and they draw a penalty late, maybe Gilfie goes back to being the guy because he has been up to this point. Calvert Lewin didn't do it. I think there was a suspicion that Thomas Rodriguez would do it, and it wasn't. It was Richarlison. So look, I bought Rosharleson this week. That was my. That is my. Was my move. I have the choice between Calvert Lewin and Richarlison. I understand that. If I was wild carding, I might have. I mean, maybe you buy both. I mean, it's, they're both awesome. And uh, it, it's just, it has a lot more to do with the way that where how much more active he is. I don't know how many times you're going to get a one single perfectly placed pass that Dominic Calvert-Lewin heads perfectly. You say scores that, perfectly. but that
1: happened in week one. Right. It it It's going to happen because this is a sure. better Everton right now.
2: Right, and that's why I think all th- you know, all three of those guys—Hamas, Rodriguez, Calvert-Lewin, Richarlison, are just they've all been, uh, they've all been outstanding. Maybe stating the obvious, the only other guy, Seamus Coleman, I think is the de- Everton defender you're gonna want here. Dina is the trendy pick, but yeah. I think you want Seamus Coleman more because he's—is he a full pound less? Isn't a like six and a half?
1: He's six one right now.
2: Oh, he's six one? So he's a, he's a he's six tenths less than Denia and Sheamus is gonna get you about the same. If you're buying one of those guys, I think you're buying Sheamus. Yeah, because with the
1: better guys now on Everton, is not doing nearly as much as he used to. That's the other thing, too. Dave, believe it or not, despite this long pod, there's a lot more we could discuss. So people need to follow us on social media throughout the week. We are active. When I'm not out of town. (laughs) We're active on Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, Facebook, FPL America, or FPL America Podcast. One of the best things we
2: do, it comes out late
0: in the week, is FPL the article.
1: (laughs) FPL America colon the article, exclamation point. That's right. Uh, right. Ryan's been active, and it's been great. It's on our Patreon site. you've missed
0: it, you've completely missed out on No Nonsense no unnonsense information yeah
2: i I'm, I'm not interested in giving you unnonsense nonsense in that article. It really <laughs> is It's keying in on a few players. Uh, there are players who I think are are uh, largely driven by the statistics, usually picking one or something that is uh, that's significant and uh, yeah I mean I don't feel like
0: miss out on that
2: if i again, if I had listened to myself in several of, uh, in several of these articles as, we've, as they've appeared so far I, I'd be doing better than I am, and I'm not doing bad, uh, as we sit here right now. I love that. I love that. Well,
0: I appreciate it. Uh, I'm reading, and I uh, I like to think benefiting off that information. Hey, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.